The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, welcome. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. 888-900-3393. We got a ton of stuff for you today. Uh, Plus traffic and weather together every seven minutes on the 8th. For three hours. All three hours. Every seven minutes on the 8th, you'll have traffic and the weather together that you can count on. Uh, So... Uh, you know, we got people up in helicopters. Hmm. We get them out on the streets. Right. We have them in airplanes. Uh, we just we have people everywhere. Some shows might only give you two hours. This show will give you three hours of traffic reports in your town. Right. Yes, in your local area. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually saying that the winter games are supposed to be cold, but th- this year it just might be too cold. <laughs> How can that be? The winter With global countries. warming. I'm sorry. I thought uh, I thought winter was essentially over because of global warming. The Winter Olympics uh, have been. I mean, they've had to cancel the the downhill ski event mm-hmm. several times. Too cold and windy. Windy. Uh, and some of the best ski jumpers haven't been able to do their thing. Finally, last night they were able to to do one of the men's uh, downhill combined or whatever, and uh, it had to be delayed several times because it was so cold and windy. It's it's uh, I, I don't know. I want to hear the explanation from the Al Gore's of the world. Well, you can't confuse weather with climate. That's uh, that's the first thing, unless unless it's a heat wave, and then you can because all heat waves are caused by global warming. Wait, what? All hurricanes and tornadoes are caused by global warming. Uh, if you are to believe them, I mean, that's it's really true. And any weather, weather event that seems to indicate otherwise, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> so uh, it's fruitless to even get into the discussion, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit, I think, uh, touched on the NBC commentator that got booted out of the games because he said every Korean will tell you that Japan is a cultural, technological, and economic example that has been so important to their own transformation. <laughs> it seems that every every Korean won't tell you that. <laughs> Some Koreans will tell you instead about the incredibly brutal 35 years of Japanese occupation of korea which uh i guess that's tainted some of their admiration for the japanese i don't know how picky these koreans are (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway he's a little pissed off that he's he's been dismissed Uh i mean there are some koreans who who do appreciate the japanese and then what they've accomplished so let him back in the games let him back uh so we've got the the Olympic Games still going on. Last medal count I saw was oh. we were up to six. Three gold, um, <sighs> one silver, two bronze, I think. Something along those lines. Yeah, let's see here. How would you say we had six? Six. Yeah, yeah you're right. Three, yeah. one, two. Yep. Okay, Norway has nine. Eleven now. Eleven now. Sure. Ah! They're punching above their weight. <laughs> Norway seriously does punch above their weight in the Olympic Games. Yeah. So does uh, Finland. Uh, you know, it's it's the winter-bound countries, I'm telling you. 
Yeah, there's, a, there's a reason for it. I don't like the medal count, though. I think we should weight it. You know, you get three points for gold, two for silver. I one wish for they bronze. would because I'm going to work that out right now. It depends on who shows you the list yeah. as to who's on top. Some people think the the actual medal count is what puts you on top. Others believe the gold medal count is more important, and they'll put the the country with the most gold mm-hmm. on top. Uh, what is what is this one doing? Does it, does it have Norway at the top with eleven? Man, I don't know. No, because I, I think Germany has. I think actually yeah. Germany has the most gold, right? So yes, fifteen. Math is hard. You know this, right? I do know that. Twenty-one points for Germany. Okay. Twenty for Canada. Canada. Nine. They're pissing me off. Nineteen. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. They're, Twenty-two for uh, for Norway. Twenty-two points. Mm-hmm. Okay. And You've given them a scale of yeah. three for gold, two mm-hmm. for bronze, or yep. silver, one for bronze. It's public school math, yeah. so okay. I'm not going to vouch for it. Whoa, wait, hold on a second. Four times three is 12. 30, 40, 50. And where are we in that? Uh... Netherlands and Norway tied with 22 points, Germany with 21, Canada with 20, and then U.S. with 13. What? 13. <clears throat> 13. We have okay. three gold, so that's that's nine points, right? Yep. And you got one silver, that's two points. Nine yep. plus two is 11. 11. And two silver, and two or silver. two bronze, I mean. Yeah, two bronze, yeah. Uh, you're right. Uh, but, but again, that's it's not winter games are not our specialty. <laughs> <laughs> We're not a winter country, we learned yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. 888 um, Damascus is warning Syria, Syria uh, or Israel. Damascus is... Uh, saying that Israel will face more surprises in future attacks on Syria's territory. They shot down uh, an Israeli F-16 recently. Syrian anti-aircraft fire downed the F-16 as it returned from a bombing raid on Iranian-backed positions in Syria. They're just trying to keep Iran out of this thing, but Iran continues to intervene. Um. Assistant Foreign Minister Ayman Susan said, we have full confidence the aggressor will be greatly surprised because it thought this war, this war of attrition in Syria has been exposed to for years, had made it incapable of confronting attacks. God willing, they will see more surprises whenever they try to attack Syria. So we have that going on. We also have uh, American forces wiping out a Russian uh, brigade. They were mostly uh, Russian, uh, like, security forces. They, these are kind of mercenaries. They're sort of Blackwater-type troops. <clears throat> so they're not formally with the Russian uh, military, but they are Russian. And there were several hundred of them, and we killed up to 600 Russian forces when they attacked a U.S. Kurdish base. With uh, We hit them back with artillery and uh, and jets. And just wiped them out. And Russia is saying, "Yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't order that attack, so we're washing our hands of that." And supposedly, uh, we're accepting that explanation. So mm-hmm. it's kind of keeping any escalation at bay because this is a super dangerous situation. You got Israel attacking Iran. You have us fighting Russian forces in Syria. We've already pretty much eliminated the threat from ISIS. And yet, the fighting continues because people are trying to fill the vacuum. You've got Syrian forces and you've got uh, rebel forces trying to fill the vacuum created by ISIS's defeat. Uh, it's a really dangerous situation. And we said at the beginning, okay, we're going to be in Syria 
fighting sometimes against Russian forces? That doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Who does that sound like a good idea to? <laughs> He's really could, uh, I mean, that could escalate into a very ugly war scenario, yeah. frankly. Yep. And with, uh, with all the escalation in the last few days and weeks, uh, it looks more and more likely, even though ISIS, and I thought this was a point, has kind of pretty much most everybody's declaring victory over them. Most everyone is saying that war is pretty well done. They've been killed. Also, Iran is accusing the West of using lizards to spy on them. Uh, the former chief of staff of Iran's armed forces they figured it out. said yesterday, Western spies have been using lizards to attract atomic waves and spy on its country's nuclear program. I'm sorry, to do what? To uh, attract atomic waves. And spy on their nuclear program. How did they crack that code? I thought that I was... I don't know, man. They are too smart for us. It was the latest in a long line of incidents of Western countries, including Israel, being accused of deploying secret agents from the animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan Firuzabadi, the senior military advisor uh, to the Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, uh, was responding to questions from local media on the recent arrest of environmentalists. He said he didn't know the details of those cases, but that the West often uses tourists, scientists, environmentalists, and animals to spy on Iran. Lizards. Uh, we often do that. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're aware of this, but uh, they're what they're doing in Langley at the CIA. Don't say don't don't say this. I should probably not say this, but yeah. I I think people need to know we're training cockroaches as oh. high level spooks right now. You're going to lose your security clearance, man. Sadly, over the weekend, though, which is why I can talk about this, Okay. a a janitor who was working the night shift thought there was just a really bad infestation and called Terminex. And he he subsequently killed over 3.8 billion highly trained spy roaches. Man, he said... Exterminated in one night. Yeah, set them back back a a long, long way. Just in one night of stomping. It's not easy to train, you know, cockroaches to spy on... Iranians. Um, so we're probably going to have to go back to the lizards. <laughs> well, now they're outed, though. That's true. So now what do we do? That's true. Hassan says several years ago, some individuals came to Iran to collect aid for Palestine. We were suspicious of the route they chose, and their possessions were a variety of reptile desert species like lizards, chameleons. <laughs> we found out that their skin attracts atomic waves. And that they were nuclear spies who wanted to find out where inside the Islamic Republic of Iran we have uranium mines and where we are engaged in atomic activities. Huh. But he says those lizards, quote, failed every time, unquote. Well, they suck as spies. They do. Hmm. I guess if they failed every time, they're not that good, right? We're gonna that's, to. Which is probably why they were training the cockroaches. And then now that's been said. Now what, what's next? What I, do we have left? Gerbils. Spy gerbils? I shouldn't shouldn't talk about it. I mean, they go in some and My lips are sealed dark now. Places. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, 888-900-3393 with your thoughts uh, today. I, I got to tell you about this great 
product, uh, new sponsor to the show. Mm-hmm. There is a there is a new product that will allow you to safely practice shooting your gun privately in the comfort and convenience of your own home. This is what such a fantastic <laughs> technology is Love so it. great. Yes, you know, first of all, ammo <laughs> is really expensive, so. Also, there's range fees, mm-hmm. time it takes to drive to and from the gun range. Then you got to wait hassle. for you your wait. lane to open up. Ugh. Exactly. But now you can use your phone, your cell phone, and uh, iTarget has a proprietary app that uses a laser in place of the bullet, and it detects exactly where your shots are landing. So can we get a shot of the... Uh, Look at that. It's okay. So there's the bullseye, and then you stick your cell phone right there, and you open up the app, and then you point your gun, which has this bullet laser in it, mm-hmm. and you fire at it, and it actually shows you where it hits the target. It is really cool. Very cool. Really cool. Very safe. Very cool. So go to the letter I, targetpro.com. I, targetpro.com. Watch the video, see for yourself. It truly is amazing. And right now you can save 10% with the offer code PAT, P-A-T, just one T. I'm not like Glenn uh, using extra mm-hmm. letters for no apparent reason. I don't need two N's or two T's at the end of my name. Two N's wouldn't make any sense at all. If That's, it was P-A-T-N-N, that would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. Right? About as ridiculous as a lizard spy. <laughs> but right now you can save 10% with the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Competitive shooters dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. And the iTarget system will make your dry fire practice. It takes it to a whole new level. This is fantastic stuff. Save time. Save money. Take your skills to the next level safely and effectively. Uh, And inexpensively as well. The letter I, TargetPro.com, offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm. San Francisco 49ers linebacker Ruben Foster, who was one of the uh, one of the guys who knelt during the national anthem in the football season, uh, he's he's uh, he's been arrested for allegedly committing domestic violence and having illegal weapons. Wait, he was booked on three separate charges: domestic violence, threats, and possession of an assault weapon. No further details were immediately available. Wait a second. I mm-hmm. thought the players who knelt yeah, were like were... illegal immigrants. They're perfect. Right. I know. I know. They're just making a, a beautiful statement hmm. about uh, police brutality. Now he's making a statement about his own brutality. Huh. <laughs> to the police. Huh. <laughs> I, I wonder if his domestic partner will be kneeling uh, next year hmm. in protest of this guy. I, you know, it gets so tiresome. With all of this stuff, with all these hypocrites. Oh, man. 888-900-3393. Also, uh, the Trump budget is aiming to jumpstart construction and cut red tape. 
Now, uh, obviously, you know he's he's calling for one and a half trillion dollars. One and a half trillion dollars. Keep in mind, the big deal when Obama came into office was a stimulus package worth about seven hundred and eighty-seven billion. You might recognize one and a half trillion is almost double what that was, but it's to fix America's infrastructure. Sure. You know the the crumbling roads and bridges and and the outdated uh, airports we're all screaming about all the time. Man, if there's one thing I hate, it's the outdated airports. Right. <laughs> I mean, what do you? <laughs> I uh, so this should streamline the often cumbersome permitting process as part of the four trillion dollar plus budget plan, which was unveiled uh, yesterday. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And and all all Republicans apparently love it, too. Yeah. Not all. I think Mike Lee doesn't love it, and Ben Sass doesn't love it. But how did it happen where in the last few years, because it's a Republican proposing it, suddenly this kind of spending is perfectly fine? What happened to people that say, hey, uh, let's get a grip on our, let's get a grip on the budget especially in a time when we're cutting taxes. So here's what we're doing. Okay, what do we got? We're uh, we're cutting back on our salary, on our federal salary, right? Because essentially that's what that's what taxes are. It's the federal salary. And then we're increasing our federal spending. No, 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 no. With less of our salary to use, and we're already 22 trillion dollars in debt. They're not even Acting like they're trying anymore. Uh, they're they're not even pretending. They're not pretending. Nobody's pretending to be to be a fiscal conservative. If there's one thing you used to hear, it's even Democrats would say, "Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a social liberal, but I'm I'm a fiscal conservative." <laughs> not even Republicans are fiscal conservatives now. It hurts. Nobody gives a rat's anus about about spending anymore at all. We're not even. Like we just said, we're not even pretending. We're not even trying to pretend. Washington will no longer be a roadblock to progress. Washington will now be your partner, the president said at a meeting with state and local officials at the White House. In the run-up to the release, the president also tweeted, <laughs> just his mode, of trans- uh, his mode of communication, of course, uh, this will be a big week for infrastructure. <laughs> And that's what we were all looking for when we when we uh, elected him, right? Nope. I, I'm looking for a big week in infrastructure. <laughs> How many times did I say it during the year? If I could just don't. get a big week for infrastructure, yeah. I would be the happiest human being on the face of the planet. Yeah, I remember that. Man, would I be happy. We'll go check <clears> the... Uh... In fact, I think people started getting really irritated with me for saying it so many times. Well... But, I think it was ridiculous because when you made a at the start sticker. of every week, I would say yeah. maybe this is the big week for infrastructure, and then it wasn't. And then I'd say, well, okay, the next Monday, maybe th- is this the big week for infrastructure? <laughs> yeah, I think it got ridiculous when you made that bumper sticker that stretched from the uh, left fender all the way around to too much? the driver's side uh, headlamp. Really? Do you think too much? Yeah, because okay. it was just like. Man, when is that week for infrastructure going to come that I've been waiting for since? <laughs> well, fortunately, now it's here. It's here. That's the beauty it's of it. It's here. Uh, President said this will be a big week for infrastructure after so stupidly spending $7 trillion in the Middle East 
It's now time to start investing in our country. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but he can't just leave well enough alone that it's stupid to spend $7 trillion in the Middle East. And then yes. another $1.5 trillion that we don't have. <sighs> you might want to earn the money before you spend the money. Uh, if we had that mentality, you know, we wouldn't have saddled our great-great-grandchildren with a debt they can't pay. Unlike last year's plan, the fiscal 2019 blueprint does not seek to balance the budget over the next decade. Why would you? Why would you? Combined with a newly passed spending deal and sweeping tax cuts, the budget would see the federal deficit once again rising past $1 trillion in the near term. Not don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll borrow more from China. Hmm. That's all. I'll just borrow more from China or Japan, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, I no, mean, China, I uh, China's got budget woes themselves, and yeah, Japan but, won't even be a country. Well, hey, we don't have to pay. We won't have to pay Japan back because they're not going to be a country much longer. Oh, I like this. Let's start borrowing from countries that are about to collapse. <laughs> you like this? Then uh-huh. we don't have to pay them back. This is really. It's good. like jubilee for really uh, America. And I'll bet you China will just be fine when we say, "Yeah, you know what? We can't pay you back ever." We don't have the money. We're We're just... I mean, we could print the money, but then that would delegitimize all Americans' money that they have, Hmm. right? It would would inflate the supply so much that what they now have would be almost worthless. Tell you what. So... Can we just sell them California? Just swap out our debt for California? even tempt the government because they'll do something like that. And maybe California, maybe that that would be That's a win-win right there. Yeah. If we just wall it off, sell it to China, whatever... First of all, let all the conservatives out. And then all the liberals that would love to live mm-hmm. under a communist hybrid rule, yeah. uh, let them stay there. That'll take five minutes to let all the conservatives out, but then we're good. <laughs> then we're fine. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because the conservatives in California are super conservative because they get beaten down with this stuff all the time. And, and they got no help there. You know, so I remember when we did events in Los Angeles or San Francisco and we did like the tour I mean, some of the most rabid fans were in California. Because it's like, oh my gosh, somebody who's like-minded. I, I, I didn't know this was possible. Uh, 888-900-3393. So we just continue to uh, spend. We, uh, we just continue to cut taxes. And believe me, I love, cut, I love cutting taxes. I'm all about that. But if you're, if you're going to t- cut the taxes, you've got to cut your spending. And nobody ever goes by the blueprint that Calvin Coolidge gave us and Warren Harding. Harding was actually president when we, when we started doing this in 1920. There was a Great Depression, and it was worse. It was deeper than the Depression that would hit in 29. But because they stayed out of it and they cut spending by half and then half again the next year... In two years, they went from $18.3 billion to a budget of $3.6 billion. <laughs> That's unbelievable. We can't cut 1% now. We, can't, we cannot cut the increase in spending every year and just say, let's spend the same every year. It's embarrassing. We can't, we, we can't even do that. When in 1920, they cut the federal deficit uh, in half in one year and in half again the next year 
and they gave tax cuts that took the rate from I think seventy five percent to twenty eight percent, and it it kicked the economy back into gear that created the roaring twenties. Yeah, it was Coolidge's obsession. He would meet with his budget director multiple times a week, right down to to cutting out the mail carriers' bags and how colorful they were with the stripes. No, we're going with gray canvas. Next item on the list. That's the kind of detail he paid attention to in the budget. Now, eh, you spent another trillion and a half. It's going to be a great week for infrastructure. Right. Man, oh man. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Is here. I am. It, it, it's it's true, and uh, it's awesome to have you with me. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, we're, as we talk about what Warren Hardy Harding and uh, Calvin Coolidge did back in the early nineteen twenties, it's almost impossible to believe now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, when you can't, when you literally can't cut spending one percent, and they can't because they haven't in. Forever. When was the last time they cut spending? Probably 1920. It's impossible to believe that they actually did that. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got one. I got one. I know when Bill Clinton cut spending, when he cut military spending. Yeah, but not the overall <laughs> That's spending. That's it, man. Yeah. Seriously. That's just, it's fascinating, that story from yeah, the Coolidge it is. era. It is, because it worked. It works if we would just do it. We could save the country if we would just do it. But instead, we just keep cutting taxes and then spending more. Doesn't make any sense. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Donald in New Hampshire, you're on the blaze. Hey Pat. Hey. It's so it's so great to be talking to you. I, I got to tell you, um, I got married a couple of years ago and. You know, my wife never watched or listened to any of you guys on the blaze, and now she she's practically in love with you guys. <laughs> well, good. Thanks for introducing her to us. I appreciate that. Um, so I guess my point is, um, you know, shouldn't we be handling the infrastructure spending at the state and local level anyway? Yes. I mean, yes. You know, it's. That's a good question for that's a that's a great question for almost every kind of spending should probably be done at the state and local level. Um, And that's just not how it's done anymore, sadly. Uh, That's another thing you can't imagine is for state and local municipalities to take control of their state and local municipalities. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? What do you mean? What would I do without the federal money? What would I do? Uh, Appreciate it. Thanks, Donald. Bobby in Texas. You're on the blaze. 
Hi. Hi. Um, I live in the San Antonio area, and on the radio station that carries your program, it was reported this morning that buried deep within that infrastructure plan is a provision that's going to allow the states to start putting tolls on the existing um, interstate highways. (laughs) So that's how they're going to put it back onto the states. And now all of that big tax cut and all the tax savings that the middle class and the lower class has uh-huh. has gotten in their paychecks is going to go to toll roads now. <laughs> Isn't to get that to work. great? Isn't that great? Yeah. So double mm. taxation. We've already paid for the roads once, you yep. know, and we're paying for the roads continually with mm. the uh, the high gasoline taxes that are being collected. Right. And now we get to pay a toll to go to work. It's it's enough to piss you off. And then some, it is. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And just remain pissed off uh, throughout your life because it just never stops. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for the call, Bobby. The toll roads are another really irritating situation because, for instance, in Houston, when they built uh, the the Beltway around the outer loop, they call it in Houston. They said, "When okay, when this is paid for by your tolls, <clears throat> we'll remove the toll." Well, I've heard that one before. Well, we'll take the toll off because the uh, the highways then paid for. So it was paid for. I don't know, twenty years ago or something, and the tolls are still there. <laughs> They're still there. They're still just piling up. Once the government starts getting a stream of income. They're yeah. never going to put a stop to that. Thank you. No, no, the never. The best is when a state uh, or a municipality builds the toll road, charges you to drive on it extra mm-hmm. beyond your taxes. It does get paid off. Then the state goes, well, now that we're debt free on this toll road, we're going to sell it to a private entity, which then continues to charge for the toll road that you've already paid off when the state owned it. It's just madness. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the state doesn't even sell it. They just continue to charge, even though they, they, <laughs> they promised. Okay, well, we'll remove the tool once it's paid for. No. That never happens. Don't ever make that deal. It doesn't happen. <laughs> I guess what we should turn our attention to <laughs> is uh, Finland, because Finland has all the answers. Another story today about how wonderful Finland is. <laughs> Finland is where people are safe. And happy and content. We always hear. Well, in Finland. What about Finland? Finland's good. Finland. Uh, Western Europe's last naturally caused famine ended 150 years ago this winter in a poor and backward part of the Russian Empire called Finland. More than a quarter of a million people, 10% of the population, starved to death. But last year, on the centenary of its independence, Finland was ranked by assorted international uh, rankings, the most stable, the, the safest, and best governed country in the world. And they do that all the time. <laughs> awesome. It was also the third wealthiest, <laughs> the third least corrupt, mm-hmm. and the second most socially progressive, uh, and the third most socially just. Just. As if socially progressive and socially just are good things. Finland's judicial system is the most independent in the world. Its police the most trusted. Its banks the soundest. Its companies the second most ethical. (laughs) Its elections the second freest. Mm. 
and its citizens enjoy the highest levels of personal freedom, choice, and well-being. Okay. Despite the fact that they don't own washing machines and dryers because they can't afford them. Whoa. Don't worry about that, Whoa. though. And they, and they mostly live in 850-square-foot apartments. But don't worry about that because they can't afford a home. They can't afford single-family homes. They're happy because they're getting their education paid for by their taxes. And their health care is paid for by their taxes. And other people's health care and education are paid for by their taxes. But they're, they're super happy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, They like it like this. And I think they do. The Nordic country's five and a half million inhabitants are also the third most gender equal in the world. <laughs> they have the fifth lowest income inequality. Yeah, because nobody's doing extremely well. That's why nobody succeeds in Finland. Very few. The head of Nokia or Nokia. He did. Name another Finn who is wildly wealthy. Their babies are the least underweight. Their kids feel the most secure, and their teens perform the second best at reading. They're just third in science, though. In a century and a half, they seem to have done really well. And so the Guardian embarked on a new series investigating the things that are going right in the world and and it felt natural to them to start in Helsinki. If you look at where we were then and where we are now, I think absolutely you can talk about a Finnish miracle, mm-hmm. said Bengt Holmström, Nobel Prize winning economist. Uh, how and why did it happen? Now that's a question. There are limits, of course, to the usefulness of this kind of exercise. No two countries, their circumstances, their histories, their people can be the same. Uh, learning may not be transferable. The magic sauce that made Finland would not produce the same results in, say, France. Well, yeah, you've got a completely homogenous society here. Uh, that's thing one. Is there diversity in Finland? No, there is not. There's no diversity. So you've got people who look exactly the same, who have the same type of interests, who have the same kind of lifestyle and interests, doing the same thing every day. It's a little bit different when you've got... A diverse group of people from diverse cultures Mm -hmm. uh, and diverse things happen to them, treating them all uh, incredibly well to where everybody succeeds, right? Uh, it's, It's a different issue when we've got the issues that we have in the United States of America and we still outdo them economically. Yeah. By a lot. By a lot, by the way. Uh-huh. Ask about the spendable income in Finland. Ask what okay, what do you what is your income after taxes? Last time I looked it was like 24,000. Hmm. In the United States it was like 45,000. Okay, well if you want to live on $24,000 and the rest of your money goes to put somebody else through school, great. Go move to Finland. Live in Helsinki and see how much you love it. With without a washer dryer in your apartment and uh 800 and 50 square feet to enjoy. <laughs> wait, I mean, wait, 850? 850. A full 850. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and it's also helpful when you outsource your national mm. defense to the world superpower yeah. that's uh, watching over you. Yeah, very, because very true. Because without our presence in on your continent, uh, you would belong to Russia again. 
Uh, I would like to point out, though, some fun facts about Finland. They have one of the highest suicide rates in Europe. And they're Wait, the s- they're all too happy for that. Well, Why? Par- apparently not happy enough. Hmm. Also, the second most violent country in the EU for women to live in. Finland. Really? Yeah. Really? So... In, in what way, so there's battered women? Uh-huh. My son yep. lived there for two years. He he did his, uh, served his church mission in Finland. Mm-hmm. He also says they're quite a racist group of people. Wait. Yeah. That homogenous uh-huh. lot? Uh-huh. Hmm. Because that homogenous lot is now experiencing incredible and incredible influx from the Middle East. Why? Because we'll pay for your school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll send you to school for free here. And uh, we'll take care of you here on other people's dime. And so lots and lots of immigrants are now flooding into Finland and they don't like it. <laughs> and believe me, that's going to change. That's going to change the uh, the feel of the country a little bit. It can't help but. It's going to. Because you're not going to be homogenous anymore. You're going to have some diversity. And then what are you going to do? Because you don't know how to deal with it. You have no idea how to deal with it. You've never had to. Not in the history of this country. It is also true that uh, shown the long list of social and economic measures by which their country uh, can be judged as success, many Finns just kind of snort at that, emerging slowly from a long recession with unemployment at 8% Hmm. and a populist nationalist party garnering up to 20% of the vote. Uh, The country is not what they say it was. Often the response, only semi-joking, is, you mean other countries are worse? <laughs> uh, that's great. But, um, you know, nobody wants to hear that at the UN. Nobody who, who does studies like this, surveys like this. And which, which paper was this? It was The Guardian in uh, the UK. They, they don't want to hear that there are people who are wildly unhappy in Finland. Because they make $24,000 a year, and that's as much as they'll ever do. They can't break out of that mold. There is a ceiling on fins. They're not going to make six figures. They're not going to make deep six figures. They're going to make do with their lot, uh, and that's going to be it for them. And if you're happy with that, well, it's fine. Great. Continue with your, with your socialist propaganda and nonsense. But if you're not, and we're not, Americans aren't happy with this kind of stuff. We're not, we're not happy just to exist. We want to succeed. Big, big time difference uh, between us and Finns. I mean, if, if that's what makes you happy, just barely existing and being taken care of by your government, good for you. Eh, keep doing it. But that's not what we're about here. 888 uh, joined by Brad Staggs. Uh, that uh, you said that that uh, that report came out of uh, London, out of the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have got some some more news um, brought to you uh, by, of course, uh, WaxRx dot uh, com. Uh, in London, there is a um, a new designers uh, business. Uh, it's basically a, a um, an exhibition of new art by new designers. It's at the uh, Business uh, Design Center in London. Amanda Cotton will be there and some of her latest works and i did uh, tweet this out so i'm um, i'm sure that you'll you'll want to know how to get there and, and where to get tickets be uh because amanda has created uh, and you may be able to get one of these in time for valentine's day mm. an earwax necklace 
<clears throat> I'm sorry? It was uh, created using Amanda's own earwax, uh, yeah. extracted over a period of eight months. Ain't got those in Finland, I'll tell you that. <laughs> right? No, honey, please, no. Yeah. Uh, the no. chain was created uh, by spinning her own it, hair. No. And then uh, no. she says plating it. I, that must, that's got to be P-L-A-I-T-I-N-G. That must be some girl thing. Hmm. Uh, plating it because they did to resemble a chain and then to finish it off the earwax necklace uh, is sits on a plaster cast of her own upper chest so no, really. you can uh, most likely I mean it for the right price mm-hmm. this could be the perfect Valentine's Day gift for your sweetheart <laughs> an earwax necklace yeah, it reminds her of amber you know the stuff that comes that I guess dinosaur dinosaurs get trapped uh, got trapped in amber didn't they? So <laughs> no, you can order one of these. Mosquitoes got trapped in amber. Yeah, well, you know, mosquitoes, dinosaurs. Dinosaur thing. DNA what? Oh. in their little and, nostrils. And or that's why the dinosaurs are living in Costa Rica now. Uh, right. That's right. See? You need to move to Finland. Now, on the, on the other side of the coin, if you don't want to be like Amanda Cotton, uh-huh. you can get the Use Wax RX system. At wow. Use wax. You see what I did there? It's an alternative to the earwax necklace. It really is. If okay. you are just like that. repulsed and disgusted by the earwax necklace, I recommend going to usewaxrx.com and getting the system that will clean your ears professionally while in the privacy of your own home. Of course, you won't be able to make the earwax necklace, <laughs> but if you use promo code radio, you will get free standard shipping <laughs> at usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. The DACA thing is still simmering as well. So you got the $1.5 trillion spending, and you have a path to citizenship for, we were talking about 800,000 people at first, then the president raised it to 1.8 million, and now they're talking about maybe 3.6 million. It's just exactly what I said. It's not going to be just the dreamers. It's going to be their parents, too. We can't leave their cousins out. Hmm. What about their aunts and uncles, nephews, nieces? What about their second cousin, twice removed? He's been here for years breaking our law. We can't now stop him, Hmm. right? The longer they've been breaking the law, the more legitimate their claim to continue to break that law and live here peacefully the more legitimate that is. Can they bring their neighbors that are like family? Of course they can. You can't separate family and you can't separate neighbors. Should you be able to separate acquaintances? No. No, you shouldn't. (laughs) Everybody they know should be allowed to stay here. (laughs) Anyone you've ever met gets to come in. (laughs) Uh, An actor who is an immigrant uh, appeared on The View. Was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, Antonio Sabato Jr. And uh, he was talking about immigration and border security, and he shocked the women on The View when he said this. You came here at 12 years old um, from Italy, speaking no English, um, and this country embraced you. Mm -hmm. You call yourself an immigrant, Mm -hmm. but you're in favor of the 
wall being built, being paid for by the American people, and keeping other immigrants out of the country, much like no. yourself. Well, the way I see it, I want the American people to be taken care of first. I don't want the American people to take care of everybody else's problems. But if they yes. that way, okay. when your family was coming over here, well, you'd I came still here legally, and we had to wait in line, and we had to struggle Thank and you. save a lot of money, and so there's yes. people like that waiting in line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they deserve their chance. Logically, people who are coming in, even legally or illegally, are flying in. They're not jumping over a wall. Well, they're flying in. It's a waste of money, isn't it? That's how I see it. We are arresting. We are arresting. We are arresting uh, at the border a thousand people every single day. And there's probably a lot more coming in. So we can't mm-hmm. allow that to happen. And they're bringing a lot of drugs or whatever. So we need to protect the American people. That's all I'm saying. And we need to build and some sort of protection. And you think this wall is going to do it? Well, it's done it for Israel. Uh, Mexico's got a wall. Why can't we? <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. Wow. Oh, no, wait. Now, that, that continues where Joy wow. Behar has run out of any kind of ammunition she thinks is in the gun. And she says, well, do you think that's a good uh, use of money? Oh, really? So, Joy Behar, you're now a fiscal conservative when a wall is involved? Shut up. God, it's amazing. And, you know, here's a handsome actor that they thought, okay, we can can roll over the top of this guy. He's going to agree with us, and and we'll convince him. And sure, he might want a wall now, but we'll we'll show him how stupid that is. And he defends his position quite well. Yes, he does. That's great. Running for Congress. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, out in, in California. In California, wow. Yeah, I'm going to see what part here. Wow, good for him. That's great. That's great. Yeah, and, you know, they're always saying, well, you came you came here as an immigrant at 12. Yeah, I came here legally. There's a difference. There's a difference. Nobody opposes. Nobody I know. I've never heard anybody say, I don't want any kind of immigration at all here. We Nobody should ever come. We don't want any foreigners here. Okay, if you're a neo-Nazi, you might think that. But no reasonable human being denies that immigrants can come to this country legally. That's... And they never make that distinction. He did. That was just great stuff. Yeah, and he is running for uh, Congress in a district that is just east of Ventura, California. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to see. Let's see here. They voted for... My goodness, boy! Uh, I'm trying to oh, see. You're trying to see who they voted for in the presidential election. Yeah, let's see. Get they, an idea of okay. whether or not he has a shot. So Clinton won basically 60 to 36 over Trump okay. in that district. He is not going to win. Good luck. That's too bad. I'm trying to see who the current representative is, though. Um, ah, boy! It looks like it's always it's it's heavily a Democratic, um, and currently, yeah, hmm. there's a Democrat, Julia Brownlee. I don't. Of course, know. here's a guy who is. You know, I guess, I assume Hispanic, right? Antonio mm-hmm. Sabato Jr. Yep. A really good looking guy. Uh, actor, pretty popular. What was he in? What Wasn't he in a pretty big show like Melrose Place or one of those? That I don't know. I know he's on General Hospital and he's a Calvin Klein. <laughs> he was in General Hospital? Yeah, he's one of those soap operas and he's a Calvin Klein model. So maybe California, he might have a chance. <laughs> he might. This might work. Yeah, this he might. might work. He might. Anthony Sabato Jr. Uh, I think I think he's been in uh, I don't know it's like Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero or Melrose Place or one of those I think he was in. All right, I'm gonna find out. But but chicks dig him, right? Chicks dig Antonio Sabato Jr. He's got a shot. He's got a shot, even though he seems more conservative than you'd uh, probably imagine. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 
Um, more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. Uh, we also have uh, a lot of the winter game in- information uh, to get to and a list of 36 potential candidates the gov- the uh, Democrats are going to throw at, uh, at Donald Trump in 2020. I I love this list because we're going to go over it and you tell me if there's a single person on it out of 36 potential candidates, do any of them seem to have a shot? Hmm. I kind of think the answer is no. Get into that too. Coming up here, 888-900-3393. More Pack Gray Unleashed on the way. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. A couple things from our Antonio Sabato Jr. discussion. Um, a, he was on Melrose Place. Thank you. Oh, nice job. I, d- I did remember that correctly. Because you watched it religiously uh, back B, then? B, he's not Hispanic. He's Italian. <laughs> Should have known that. C, he's really pretty conservative. Yeah. I would love to see him uh, win his race. Is he going for U.S. Congress or the California legislature? Do you know? U.S. U.S. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, it would be great. He's actually been in a lot of stuff. Uh, let's see. After Melrose plays, okay. he went on to If Looks Could Kill, a TV movie, and Her Hidden Truth, which was a, another, I'm sure, blockbuster <laughs> TV movie. Padre Papa. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Thrill. Oh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Oh, I, wow. I actually like that. Uh, that was a good show. I saw that. Uh, Codename Wolverine TV movie. And I'm trying to see if there's anything, you know, really big. I saw he was on a show called My Antonio, a reality show on VH1 in which female contestants competed to win <clears throat> his heart. <laughs> I, I missed that. I'm sorry to say. Uh-huh. He was on Alan McBeal, which oh. was big, right? Um, the Outer Limits. TV series uh, reboot in 2000. Charmed showed up on that. Oh. Uh, anything else that we've ever heard of? Yeah, you said Ugly Betty. Earlier, yes, right? Ugly Betty. Wasabi Tuna. What, what? Tell me that wasn't huge. Becker. Mm. Uh, Ted Danson. Right? Let's see. Yeah, Ted Danson was in that. Deadly Skies, The Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, he did do General Hospital. Mm. Um, NCIS, Scrubs, uh, he's been on a lot of stuff. So anyway, one of the rare conservatives in yeah. Hollywood, that would be really fun uh, and a great thing if, if he could actually win his race. Not a fan of Obama, according <clears throat> really? to his Wikipedia page. What do he say about Obama? He has said that Obama has no guts. Okay. He has said that Obama has destroyed the economy. Uh, he said, right. oh my gosh, that Obama, because of executive orders, 
should be arrested and sent to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> wow. Okay, he might have. Okay, to, that's a stronger statement than I've ever made. On have Obama. to discuss that. <laughs> uh, oh boy, he's uh, he's claimed that Obama is a Muslim because Obama is not a Christian name, uh, and because he believed Obama did not attend church as president. Yeah, he didn't. Um, but I mean, it doesn't have to, right? It doesn't have to. He says that um, Obama is the reason he left the Democratic Party. And he has said the Bible is completely out of schools because of Obama, and he would like to bring, bring religion back into schools. <laughs> I like this guy. 45 years old. Newsmax has listed the uh, uh, 50 most influential Hollywood conservatives. Uh, let's start in, in the, let's start with number one, just wait, for wait, fun. Whoa, 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 Yeah. That's not how you do a top list. Yeah, I'm going to anyway. You caught me uh, I'm going eating to. because you're doing it wrong. Yeah, well, stop eating during the show. Maybe I'm that would hungry. be. I mean, uh, the show's around lunchtime. Yeah, what am I supposed you know, to do over here? If you're going to talk, start you at don't want to eat. If you're, if you're going to eat, don't talk. Start okay? at 50. Do you have a mother? Good golly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Number one, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is he conservative? Because he doesn't seem like it lately. Is he conservative? No, I've read an interview with him. He's absolutely not. I don't think he is. No. He's a moderate uh, by definition. Absolutely. He's moderate. Yeah. And so maybe that in Hollywood qualifies as conservative. Number two, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Clint Eastwood. Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a conservative. Come on now. Arnold Schwarzenegger is <laughs> left-leaning Republican. Yes. Then you got James Woods, who's absolutely conservative. Uh, so I agree with that one. Scott Bale, recently uh, accused of sexual harassment by one of his co-stars, vehemently denies it. But, I mean, you're talking about the guy who did Charles in Charge. And uh, who was the other one? I know about Happy Days, but what was the other stupid spinoff that he did from Happy Days? Mm. It wasn't... Joni and Chachi? Yes, Joni loves Chachi. Horrible. Horrible show. <laughs> uh, just for that, he should have been arrested and put in prison for the rest of his life. What? Just that. Wait, can I uh, write have that been one arrested. down? Yes, write it down. Okay. He should have been arrested and put him in pr- and put in prison for the rest of his life. Mm. Uh, Gary Sinise, definitely conservative. Uh, a tremendous guy. Awesome. Bruce Willis, Pat Boone, Alice Cooper, Pat Sajak, Willie Robertson from the Duck Dynasty. Is that show still on? Is it really? Mm. Duck Dynasty still going. Didn't one of them shave his beard, or did he? Yeah. By the way, Pat Sajak is a reason to get on Twitter more often. He is great. He's yeah, funny. He's, yeah, he is. Uh, ben Stein is listed. Is Ben Stein a Hollywood guy? I wouldn't call it. Come on now. Uh, Drew Carey, Ted Nugent, obviously. Meatloaf. Dennis Rodman is conservative? <laughs> I don't know about that. Sliced Stallone. At number 19 is Antonio Sabato Jr. Hello. Man, we've just fallen in love with. Mm-hmm. You got a thing now. I do. I got a man crush on Antonio Sabato Jr. He's already chosen who he's going to spend his time with on that TV show, so you're out, of the, really? ah! you're out of the running. Has he really? out of the running, man. Day late and a dollar short for everything, including Antonio. Doggone it. And you're a dude, and he was looking for a chick. <laughs> so Really? Well, yeah, but that's just because he hasn't met the right guy. Uh, at number 20 is Kirk Cameron. Oh. Vince Vaughn is in there. You know, pretty conservative. Adam Sandler, Susan Lucci. I didn't know that. 
Dennis Miller, obviously. Tom Selleck. John Voight. Yeah, very conservative. He, he's part of the uh, Friends of Abe, uh, it, which is sort of a clandestine Hollywood conservatives group. They get together and talk about conservative things in the dark of night with no electricity turned on because they don't want to be spotted. <laughs> Seriously, because they could be blackballed uh, for this. Then at number 27, Tim Allen. Hmm. Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Jessica Simpson. Kevin Sorbo. Kid Rock, obviously. Robert Duvall. Hmm. Rob Lowe is one that people don't talk about much because I think Rob Lowe tries to lay low. Rob Lowe lays low because Rob Lowe wants to work. And Rob, Rob Lowe is not in a position to where he can be blackballed and continue to get gigs. He's not there, right? So he's got to shut his mouth and just take it. And I always think of him as... Poor guy. He's got to take it. I always think of him as a, a liberal Democrat. No, he's not. Only because of the West 19... Wing. No, because oh. the 1988 Democratic Convention was in Atlanta. And I remember that's where he got busted, Right. He got oh. busted for uh, underage prostitute or oh. something, or what oh, was that's it? that's right. And so I've always thought, just based on that, maybe he was in town as a conservative. I don't know. You just can't let it go. I this can't. guy That happened 30 freaking years ago, yeah. and you're still bringing that up. That's wow. Right. This guy just can't escape his past. Can no. He? You are such a hateful person, Keith. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's definitely true. I know that is true. That one's that accurate. True. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows it. Everybody. Good. James James Kahn is number 34. Followed by uh, Kelsey Grammer, who's also, yeah, quite conservative. Mm-hmm. For Hollywood especially. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. Shannon Doherty. Really? Wow. Joy Villa, or Via. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Uh, actress and singer. Oh, we've has, gone over this. You love her. I don't know who she is. She's on Doc all the time. And, she, and Joy and, Villa? Yeah. Is it Via or Villa? Villa. Villa? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Uh, okay. She's, she's the one that had that dress, remember? Oh, yeah, the, she, and she's, that's right. Yeah. She did the See? pro-life dress yeah. at the Grammys? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. Yep. She's awesome. She's very bold. I mean, for a person to go into that den of iniquity... And it shouldn't be a bold thing, but... Wearing it, it a dress today. like that? Oh, can you imagine the hatred? And, I mean, people would spit on her, I, I would assume. Of course, she didn't say that, so maybe they didn't. Uh, number 39, Robert Downey Jr. is not a conservative. Robert Downey Jr. voted for Barack Obama. He campaigned for Barack Obama. How is he on this list? Stop it. Uh, he he said this, but and that tricked everybody. He said, you can't go from a $2,000 a night suite at La Mirage to a penitentiary and really understand it and come out a liberal. Yeah, but he did anyway, <laughs> even though he said that. <laughs> he didn't really mean it. Because then he campaigned for Barack stinking Obama. Melissa Joan Hart. It's all the washed up people or the people who were never really big in the first place. All right. <laughs> Look, we'll take what we can get, man. But yes, that's that's what we have to do. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Patricia Heaton. She's really good. I, I like her. Chuck Norris, obviously. LL Cool J, really? Is conservative? LL Cool J? Hillary Duff. This Nobody's seen Hillary Duff in, what, 15 years? Yeah. Uh, is she still on the planet? I don't even know. Ricky, here's how desperate we are. Here's how desperate we are for Hollywood stars. Ricky Schroeder? <laughs> this list is a Travisham mockery. There's no Tom Selleck on it. 
anywhere. No, I think so. It's... No, I've gone through this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, he's on the first or second what? page. So shut up. What? I don't see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not on here. Ricky Schroeder. Good golly. He, the guy from Silver Spoons. We got to go back to Silver Spoons for somebody who's conservative. Oh, Tom. Then there's Loretta Lynn, Heather Locklear, <laughs> Dean Kane, and Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel's a great guy. Oh, Dean Kane was great on the Kitten Bowl, I'll tell you that. On the what? The Kitten Bowl. <clears throat> Which was what? It aired on Sunday uh-huh. on the National Geographic Channel, I think it was. or This last Hallmark, Sunday? Hallmark Channel, yeah. Cause see, oh, he's all over the Hallmark. Yeah, channel. so I, I that's all he does now is a Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, and then maybe Valentine's Day movies on the Hallmark. Forget channel. the Super Bowl, forget the Puppy Bowl, the Kitten Bowl, and Dean Kane. That's where I was on Sunday. I actually liked him in Lois and Clark. Yeah, he that was, was a great show. He was pretty good in it. Mm-hmm. And then Jim Caviezel, who says they're going to do another Passion of the Christ, and it's going to be the biggest movie of all time. Now, how do you? What, what are you going to do? You already. Wait, crucified him, right? Two and then he, uh, I guess he, they're going to do the seventy days or whatever it was when mm. he came back. Is that what they're going to do? I don't know. I don't. What do you do after that? <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. That's kind of interesting. Huh. Uh, but he claims it's going to it's it's coming and it's it's going to be huge. Okay. So I believe him because he's a good guy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Uh, I got to tell you though first. About uh, real estate agents I trust. Glenn and Tanya uh, tried to sell their home in Connecticut a few years ago when, when it was a down market and when homes were crashing in their value in Connecticut. I mean, they were going from like $4 million homes to $1 million homes and from $1 million homes to $200,000 homes. It was, it was an ugly time. And he had a realtor that just couldn't get the job done and so it was a frustrating experience which he didn't he and tanya didn't want other people to have to deal with so they decided to create a network of agents across uh the country called real estate agents i trust so the name is exactly uh how you can feel about these agents there's 1200 of them and they're rigorously qualified uh on in these categories what's their experience level what kind of marketing plan do they have? What's their character like? And what kind of results do they get for the clients? Those are super important. But there's another one equally, if not more important, and that's they're fans of the show. And that matters because they're going to be like-minded with you. They're going to have the same, generally speaking, principles and values you have. And so they compiled these guys, and there's over 1,200 of them. And uh, if you need to sell a house fast... And get the most money out of it? Or if you're looking to buy, these are the realtors you can trust and turn to. Go to Real Estate Agents I Trust, and you'll be introduced to the best agent in your area. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. 
I still have another list, too, <clears throat> that I promised to share with you. And that was the 36 people who could potentially take on oh. President Trump in 2020. Are these all Democrats? Or? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> because obviously no Republican's going to run against him. Right? They're, he's not going to be primaried. I, I'm pretty sure of that. I'm pretty sure. Ben Sass. Unless something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sass will wait till 2024. He will. Because the Republican won't the Republican Party won't support him if he primaried uh, a sitting president. Nobody wants that. Uh, so these are all Democrats, and here's what they have to offer against Donald Trump in 2020. <laughs> this should make you feel pretty secure. Number one, Bernie Sanders. Been there, done that. We're not electing a socialist. I don't think even the Democrats are going to uh, elect a socialist president of the united states and he was just giving a speech in iowa for a guy running for congress there that's speculating the thought that he might run again because he's in iowa wow. i don't know we'll yeah. see yeah yeah he's expected he'll be 79 if he took office next time if he won and took office he'd take office at 79 years old and a socialist. A 79-year-old socialist. Oh, and he's white, too, so... White socialist. Yeah, we can't be doing that. With white privilege. Mm-mm. Huh. Mm-mm. Uh, number two, Joe Biden. <clears throat> uh, could Biden beat Trump? Uh, I don't know. That would be... Mm, the that might be an interesting Ugliest race. debate. Yeah, that might they be... They would be jabbing each other. Oh, God. It might be really interesting. Might be fun. Biden might have the best shot, although I don't think he beats Trump. Mm. Kirsten Gillibrand, that's her number three. That She has no shot. No. She would not beat Donald Trump. Elizabeth Warren, same thing. Eat She's another underwear. socialist who can't win. Wait, is the eat underwear bet if she becomes president or if she wins the nomination? Or no, is and it, it was a one-time offer. So for 2016? It doesn't. That expired. That okay. offer has expired. All right, but, okay? but that is not an offer in perpetuity. Is the wall thing still on the table? Yes. Yes, the wall thing's definitely on the table, and it's it's never going to happen. Stu and I both said we'd eat our underwear <laughs> if 90% of the wall is built. Okay. It will not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cory Booker. Mm-hmm. Mm, young, up-and-coming guy. But He's 48 now. He has flashed way mm-hmm. too much anger in these hearings lately. I think so, too. He's got to watch himself. Yeah. I, and I don't think he beats Trump. Yeah. Kamala Harris doesn't beat Donald Trump. Uh, Oprah Winfrey's already said, nope, I'm not doing that. That's not me. So you can forget Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Although she's on the list. Attorney General Eric Holder, who, who's actually making noise like he might run. Come on. He doesn't have a chance. He's terrible. He's awful. Uh, do you think that Trump would let people forget about Fast and Furious if if Eric Holder were to run against him? No. Mm-hmm. Believe me. He'd drive that baby home yeah. like nobody else ever has or did or would. Uh, Julian Castro, who was the mayor of San, was it San Antonio, I think, yeah. and, and then... Uh, Housing and urban urban development secretary for a while. Oh yeah, that's a that's a stepping stone of the White House right there. <laughs> housing, yeah, the HUD director, yeah, oh. the HUD secretary. Oh, actually, it was on a TV show, so never mind. <laughs> right. Uh, Castro's only forty three, so he's he's pretty young, and and the Democrats love him, but mm-hmm. I I don't think he wins a general election. Martin O'Malley is back on this list. We, nobody liked him the first time. Why would they like him the second time around? Representative John Delaney. Don't even know him. 
Louis Guti- Gutierrez, Gutierrez. Oh, gosh. That's, oh, my gosh. He is an rabid. extremist. Then you got billionaire Tom Steyer, who's not going to win. Another extremist. Former Secretary of State John Kerry. I was actually for the military before I was against it. I, I actually won 37 Purple Hearts. Every time a bell rang, I got another purple heart. Uh, I got a scratch on my knee and got a purple heart. And and essentially, that's what people say about his three purple hearts. Uh, one of them was literally a scratch. <laughs> and they gave him a purple heart for it. <laughs> but he uh, disparaged our troops so terribly. Uh, Trump would never let people forget that. Trump would beat this guy into submission if he runs again. And he's making noise that he might. He's 74 right now, so be what, 77, 78 uh, in 2020? Jeez. This is all the gu- This is what the Democrats have to offer? Terry McAuliffe? Chris Murphy from uh, a Democrat from Connecticut, center, senator? Uh, nobody knows who he is. Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota? Nope. <laughs> uh,. Uh, Missouri Secretary of State Jason Kander. Nobody's ever heard of him. I was going to say, wait, Nobody's what? Nobody's ever heard of him. <laughs> South Bend, Indiana mayor. The oh. mayor of South Bend you're throwing out there? Another stepping stone right to Pennsylvania Avenue. Pete Buttigieg. I'm sorry? <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg? Yeah. He's, uh, he's 36, so he's a youngster. <laughs> and nobody's ever heard of him. And he's a mayor. You've, has anybody ever gone from mayor to president? No. Uh, yes. Grover Cleveland. Went from mayor to... Cle- Did he really? I, no, you know what? He had a, like about a year uh, in the governor's mansion. Yeah, so, nope, take him governor. off. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio got a better shot than, than the South Bend, Indiana mayor, but he's <laughs> he's a communist. I mean, Bill, Bill de Blasio actually supported the Sandinistas in Nicaragua. In Manawa, Niarawa. Manawa, Niarawa. Uh, <laughs> during that time when they were fighting against the United States of America, he actually gave aid and support to the enemy. Who's this again? Bill de Blasio. Mm, I wish you had sent me this email. <clears throat> A little inside baseball. Tim Kaine, <laughs> uh, Democrat from Virginia, senator. He's not going to win. Uh-uh. Tim Kaine, I mean... We saw what a fireball he was uh, last election when he was when he was Hillary's vice presidential candidate. That's right. <laughs> Guy's a nothing. He's a zero. He's such a zero. <laughs> uh, Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick. Uh-huh. Nobody nobody likes him. No. Andrew Cuomo. Ugh. The Cuomos. Uh, uh, they want the presidency. They're yeah. just never going to have it. They fortunately. just don't quite know how to no. get there. No, they don't. <laughs> And no, nobody just has the heart to say, you know what? Nobody wants you guys uh, as their leader. No, not of the free world. So. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can you can run this liberal state, okay? But uh, don't get delusions of grandeur. Mm-mm. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. No. <laughs> Again, nobody knows this guy. Uh, Sherrod Brown. Sherrod Brown. No way. Uh, a total extremist. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Oh. Huh. 
He's a libertarian. We uh-huh. hear. Uh, Are you? Please. Are you? He's as libertarian as Bernie Sanders is. <laughs> That's about right. <clears throat> Tim Ryan, a representative from Ohio. Nobody knows him. I don't know him. Do you know him? Do you know Tim Ryan? No. No, I was thinking. Yeah, it's who was Paul Jerry, Ryan. Who was Jerry Ryan's uh, husband? Oh, uh, it's not not okay. Tim. All right. Continue. Uh, somebody else, Ryan. That Mis- was the guy. Mr. Ryan that was the guy that was uh, Mr. Yeah, Ryan is the reason we got Obama effectively. <laughs> you know, right? Because of the whole unsealed records, and mm-hmm. that was his opponent. And then, mm-hmm. oh boy, Montana Governor Steve Bullock. No, thank you. Nobody's going to vote for him. Wait, who's that? Wasn't he on the? Who's who? Steve Bullock. He's the governor of Montana right now. Oh, my bad. Fifty-one years old. Mm. Uh, his victory could appeal to Democrats looking to compete in deep red states. Okay, not J.J. Bullock. I'm not sure how deeply red Montana is <laughs> when they've got a Democrat governor. And they and they do that from time to time. I mean, mm. they'll, you know, Max Baucus was reelected over and over and over again in Montana. Yeah, your state's, uh, your home state's kind of weird. It is weird. It's mm-hmm. strange that way. It's, it, it has the reputation of being... Hugely Republican when it's actually kind of not. Yeah, the cities, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mayor Mitch, uh, New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landrew, uh, Gina Raimondo from Rhode Island. She's the governor there. Howard Schultz, who's the Starbucks executive chairman. Uh, they've got a list of people who are just the only one on this list that might have a shot is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is also on the Republican <laughs> list. Right? Yes. And now they're listing him as a Democrat candidate. I'm for, telling you, man. For president. He can be everything he, to everyone, he and he is. will in 2020. Yes. I predict. Yes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed and Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. <laughs> hey, that sound means it is uh, time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Nobody really knows why this music starts with that. It's uh, it's an interesting phenomenon. It is an interesting phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Uh, you know, it. What's the name of it again? Uh, Jeffy's thing. Elephant walk. <laughs> so I don't know what it has to do with. Really, you ask that question. Anything. Come on, I was man. just. I couldn't remember what yeah, it was. So it, I, the it, name it, of the song. Funny is, how that name of the song is Elephant uh, Walk. And that's is, the one you chose to. Yeah, because it's got a happy kind of tune to it's it. Happy. <laughs> you know? It's happy. It's just happy. <laughs> So uh, I know that you don't like to talk about yourself, Pat. So I'll give right. you a little promo. You got the new show that started mm-hmm. last night. That uh, you know, coming up again tonight, Monday through Thursday. 
Monday through Thursday. Uh, here on the Blaze Television Network, so mm-hmm. you can go ahead and uh, subscribe to see that. You get mm-hmm. to listen to this broadcast uh, on Blaze Radio for yes. free. Yes. I mean, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to see normally, the news. normally it would cost you like $1,000 a day. $1,000 a day, but we've Is offered right? it. I mean, that's cheap, yeah, that's, which you're talking about now. Right. $1,000 a day for this? Right. Come right. on now. Yeah. Come on now. So... <laughs> I mean, tell me another network that would give you the the elephant walk for $1,000 a day. Tell right? Me. There just aren't any. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, so uh, the Olympics are happening. I know you should talk a little bit about the Olympics. Uh, I haven't been paying attention. I am kind of uh, kind of feel like I don't want to give NBC the credit. Really? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I'm kind of interested, but I'm going to start watching now as long as they're going to start letting the F word fly all the time. I know the... Uh, <laughs> The new uh, Red <laughs> Gerard, the newly anointed patron saint of teenagers, won uh, the first gold on Sunday and uh, promptly said, holy F, uh, as, he, as they were showing him all excited winning the gold mm-hmm. on NBC, which is great because I thought NBC was airing a delay. Thank you. So <laughs> they I mean, had like have 12 hours to fix to that. <laughs> to edit that out. Say where we did, let's yeah. not show that. Right. 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 But instead, we had to go back to the studio with uh, Mike Tirico. And uh, he, and Mike had to apologize. Apologies uh, for so, the language. Sorry. But he, I thought he handled it great, actually. Apologies for the language. Oh, you understand the enthusiasm yeah, he, here. Yeah, he didn't make a huge deal right. of it. I thought it was really I thought appropriately so too. done. I thought so, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, that great. was really good. However, uh, you know, good for him and good for the kid. And who cares? 17 years old. <gasps> he said the F. Two 17-year-olds have won gold now. And what was cool about that is that uh, he overslept, lost his coat. Said F on TV and won the gold. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. America, damn it. Yeah. Uh, he lived back east somewhere, and then his family a uh, long time ago moved to Cal- Colorado, the like a mountain in Colorado. Yeah. And his brothers built a rope lift up to the top of the mountain for him, so that he could practice. Sure. So that he could. They were. They built a rope toe. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm. A, I wouldn't know where to start to build a rope toe. Well, you'd get a rope. Where yeah. it's where you'd start, Pat. Yeah. Duh. And then what? Okay, I, I got the rope part. I just a, don't know what else to do with it. hook it up to a toe. Y- yeah. I, uh, no. Then... <laughs> <laughs> no? I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that either. First, well, first we had to concrete in a wench and then figure out how we were going to get 8,000 feet of wench hooked up to that rope right. and turn it on. Right. No. You know no. what, bro? You're walking. I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, I love you, but you're walking up the hill. Bro. Uh-huh. But it paid off. Kid yes, won, it did. Kid won very, gold. How exciting is that? It's great. Yeah. I know. Yeah, really cool. Uh, we'll find out tonight what the outcome is uh, from uh, the U.S. women's hockey team uh, as the IOC is uh, saying, hey, that Statue of Liberty on those two goalies' helmets. You know the goalies that didn't play? Uh-huh. You know the second and third team goalies on the backup? They have the Statue of Liberty on the helmet? That's so? Gotta, that's got to go. Who said what? this? The IOC. Why? Uh, because, uh, hey... That's the way it, it is. Uh, the International Olympic Committee said uh, the images of the Statue of Liberty from the helmets of the two goalies on the Team USA. Y- yeah, that's uh, those images got to be removed. They, they got to go. They're the symbols. They're against the, any political symbols. They got to go. The Statue of Liberty is a political, is a symbol. political symbol. That's right. So they got to go. Hmm. Get them off. So okay. Cool. Now, <clears throat> and you say, that's kind of dumb, and we should say, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for calling. We appreciate the call, but no. Uh, they, uh, you know, the two players didn't play the first game, so I don't know that they can even attempt to try to take anything away from uh, from the win. But uh, they also made this year uh, the South Korean goaltender 
uh, take off uh, his 16th century Korean Admiral Yai Sun Shin, who was on his goalie helmet, <laughs> as being too political. And I got to tell you, with that one, I kind of agreed. I watched the South Korean mm-hmm. female hockey game. Yeah. Did you know? And the whole time. You look you were at that thinking, goalie helmet. Look at that I'm Yai thinking, Shin. I could not believe they're letting uh, Yai Shun Shin on that yeah. girl's helmet. Uh, that how, were you me seething off. by the end of the game? <laughs> right? Come on now, seething. Stop it. <laughs> Is that 16th century Admiral Yai Shun Shin? Wow, does that make me angry? I can't get that off now. I, they better they better make them forfeit this game. That's I'll funny. tell you that right. Did now. South Koreans win because they've got an American on the team. Uh, I don't know. It just says they took it off the helmet. I don't know if no. they won or not. Okay. Um, I don't really care very much, except that I, you know, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I think I'm the only one who's interested in the Olympics this year. I'm sorry? It's just me. Wait. It's, I'm the only one. Me and my wife and what? my daughter are the only ones well, my, watching. Well, no, my wife, my wife, and watch my, curling. there are three stinking people watching the Olympics. My wife games. and my daughter like the I, figure skating. Yeah. I mean, they, so I'll, I'll end up getting. Roped into that, you know, when it when it's happening. Yeah, uh, but other well, than well, they've that, done the team competition already. Other than that, I just can't I can't seem to get into it. it just, hmm. So you hate yeah. America? I do. I do. Oh. I do. <laughs> I do. And yeah. and uh, you oh. know, Mike Pence pisses me off, and I oh, really, yeah, I really, really like uh, Yo Chin uh, Chow uh, Ching. Yeah, Chung, what uh, you know, uh, North Korean lady? That was the. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that was the straw that broke well, Kim Jong. Yeah, Kim Un Jong or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. won me over. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. But it was I a sixteenth century um Oh that guy that pissed that's me what off. did it to yeah, you, right? Pissed me off, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I get I, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, I mean if you'd have seen it, if you'd have watched that game mm-hmm. and I'd saw that so on the angry. helmet, come on. I'd have gone out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is Thank that you Shun Shin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Turn it off, Mom. Thank you. Uh here we go. We talked about it and joked about it. But uh, Amazon getting ready to launch its own delivery service named Shipping with Amazon, SWA. So uh, UPS and FedEx, uh, <laughs> uh, the service will see Amazon handle delivery for other businesses. And uh, we'll st- it's going to start in L.A. and it'll work for their third-party merchants to sell on Amazon's marketplace. So the plans are to expand. And the Shipping with Amazon aims to offer lower prices than competitors hmm. by adding hmm. these deliveries to trucks handling Amazon. Amazon's orders already. That makes sense, yeah. Now, they say what's nice about this, and, and this is big of Amazon. Mm-hmm. And while SWA, the shipping with Amazon, likely, likely won't be mandatory for its vendors, those that do participate will be helping Amazon greatly. Mm. Ah, ah, nice little message to them, isn't it? That's true. So, mm-hmm. listen, we're starting SWA, and we're wondering if you'd like to ship with us. No. We'd sure appreciate it. We've been getting reports that people can't find your product on Amazon. I'm not sure what happened. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you'll be shipping with Amazon. Yeah, very easy. So good Mm -hmm. luck. I mean, they're they're taking over the world, man. Yeah, they are. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they are. A little frightening. Uh, I I wanted to be in Portugal this weekend, which is, you know, of course, I usually go there this time of year because it's the yearly uh, carnival in uh, Torres. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Portugal, but I didn't make it this year. It was a little disappointing. Hmm. Uh, but uh, they had they had they have the big parades and uh, the party where they I mean hundreds of thousands of people show up there. And uh, this year, uh, aside from the uh, President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong Un as sharks, uh, they had a big. <laughs> you got to see the uh, 
the tremendous float of Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. Trump is on the toilet. <laughs> uh, Kim Jong-un is right behind him holding a rocket. Mm. Trump has uh, got his toilet paper that's got Kim Jong-un on it. It's really, really, really cool. He's got that's the great. big, long hair in front of him. I love those silly parades so much. And uh, he's cannot be happy uh, about something like that, it figures. But uh, the, that's, and that, they call that a chariot. They've also got uh, this year's theme of the parade is Tides and Oceans uh, in the town center. has a figure of German Chancellor Angela Merkel as a mermaid. And the heads of Putin and Kim are attached to the bodies of sharks holding knives and forks. And Trump also appears with the shark's body. It's held fast by the god of the sea. So it's uh, mm. their party in a blasting Trump big time in Portugal. Mm. We'll be on a bombing run in Portugal. <laughs> Long over American <laughs> warplanes. Remember in it. 2018 when there was a Portugal? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, remember a couple years ago, they made a big deal about this uh, orangutan, uh, the great ape. Uh, forming vowels and trying to speak like a human, mm. and I they made cop, they made their recordings of it. And remember when the great ape uh, they were saying that this was hello. Uh, what? And no. this was uh, goodbye. Indigestion. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, so there, you know, the, the great ape, the orangutan, had a little bit to work on. <laughs> However, they've been practicing with the with the great orca whale. Okay, uh, stunning <laughs> in uh, in Madrid at the University of Madrid, mm-hmm. and uh, they have the they have the orca, you know, saying hello and bye bye, and it's kind. Of, I mean, it's mimicking pretty good. I don't know that we can count it as talking more than mimicking, you know, but uh, it says uh, hello. And we have a an example of that. We do. Hello. <laughs> See, that's that pretty close. Like, yeah. yeah, that's an orca whale. Uh, that's a, uh, the first one is the trainer, and the second one is the whale. Hello. Hello. <laughs> See, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. And, I like uh, that. Yeah, I know. Now uh, here is saying goodbye uh, with the trainer and bye the bye. Whale. Pretty kinda, close to mimicking. Kinda, yeah. It whale. does seem to have a problem mm-hmm. with numbers, however. Oh, no. One, two. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I didn't. That's not... Uh, <laughs> I would have to say that uh, we're going to have to work on the numbers a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, <laughs> hear the numbers again. It might sound like it. Maybe, I, maybe I'm hearing it wrong. Maybe I'm Let's hearing see. it wrong. One, two. Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's a very clear one, too. <laughs> very, very clear. Number two. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close to the mimic, though, right? Yeah. I mean, the hello and bye-bye is yeah. close. Sounded close. Uh, remember when the Olympics uh, were uh, down south in South America, and we were concerned at the golf courses that they had the giant rats? Mm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the big rodents, the uh, South American aquatic rodent. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, they're in California now. Uh, state biologists report that they've found nearly two dozen uh, Nutria, South American aquatic rodents, uh, in uh, three counties in California. And uh, so people are starting to freak out a little bit in California. Uh, that, well, I don't know why. They, uh, they're, they eat plants. Uh, they sustain a population. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kill ecosystems and levees. They, uh, mm-hmm. They're about uh, as big, uh, bigger than a muskrat, smaller than a beaver. They're about 20 pounds. <laughs> they, 
they can start breeding uh, within the first six months, and one female can produce as many as three litters in a year. So that's about mm. 200 offspring, so I don't know why they're worried. No, I don't. Rodents of unusual size? No, what I'm surprised at, though, they actually have found some in Louisiana and uh, the Chesapeake Bay and the Pacific Northwest as well. Now they also they had them earlier in the in like in the 1960s they found some in LA mm-hmm. wiped them out. Now that was in 1965. Okay, in 65 they found some in LA and killed them all. Wiped them out. Hmm. Do why, they, can't, why can't we do that? Do now? they do that in 2018? I doubt it. No, they elect them. Yeah. I doubt it. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. I doubt that we can try to wipe them out. Uh but I mean they're going to take over if we don't get rid of them. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, they were brought in a long time ago mm-hmm. for some of the, for some of the uh, pelt, when they were looking for pelts, they were using some of these rat pelts instead of beavers and muskrat and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you have, there's nothing like a fresh rat pelt. Oh, right. I mean, rash pelt, true. rash pelt gloves. Yeah. I mean, rat great. pelt gloves, good stuff. Awesome. You may get a rash from a rat <laughs> pelt glove. <laughs> and there's also good news uh, for people uh, like you, Keith, who have pet rats. A uh, deadly virus <laughs> no. that uh, rats can spread to humans is now hitting the breeders. All right. Yay! Breeding them? Yay! Yay! The viruses from rats are moving to humans. Yay! Yeah. People with pet rats should practice safe rodent handling. I mean, that's a good rule of thumb anyway, right? Sure. I've always said it. A good hand hygiene, avoid catching the virus, uh, mm-hmm. because it can jump from rats to humans now. So what, you shouldn't, you shouldn't tongue kiss your rat? No, you should not. No. Okay. Well, should, without, should not. I mean, wash your tongue when you're done. Oh, okay. You said should yeah. not? Should not. Well, that's correct. Okay. Uh, yeah. Researchers identified 24 people already in the U.S. and Canada who have developed acute soul virus infections after contact with their pet rats. Have you been tested? I'm not in a while. Uh, eight become very ill. Three were hospitalized, but no one has died, and it could, you could end up end up dying. From how will the I know if I'm? I mean, how will someone know if they're ill? Well, you get uh, you uh, you become um, you become sick like the flu. Mm. Right? And uh, look, and the good thing is, is that it doesn't cause symptoms in the rats, so you don't know if the rats are sick. Oh no, that's good. Uh, it, you know, you get the kind of uh, you have the kind of the flu symptom, uh, and uh, then you have kidney failure, and then maybe die. Uh, that's all. Don't worry about it. So just make sure that when you're pe- done petting your yeah. rat, mm-hmm. making out with it, mm-hmm. wash up. Mm-hmm. It's a good reminder mm-hmm. that uh, rats and other rodents can carry the hantavirus mm-hmm. uh, without looking sick. So that is a good reminder. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Practice the good hand hygiene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, listen. Washing hands after handling rodents and before preparing food and by avoiding rat bites and scratches. You know, those when you're playing with your pet rat. The, totally. Sometimes they like the. You know, like the nip and scratch. Totally. And tests are available from the CDC, so you know you can get a hold of them. And if you think you've got the got the rat virus, you can the CDC will help you out. No problem. They'll hook you okay. right up. Mm-hmm. And yesterday you were talking about people leaving San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, leaving in droves. Did we talk about the new uh, the new heroin injection sites that are coming to San Francisco? I don't think so. So this is just another reason that I don't know why people are leaving. Mm-hmm. This could be one reason. Uh, the city plans to open the first of two facilities in July, uh, beginning to uh, <clears throat> beginning to have uh, where you can just go and knock on the door. Come on in and shoot up your heroin. 
It's a safe place <laughs> Will for you. Will they provide the heroin too, or You're do you have to bring your own? Not yet. Not yet. So That's exactly. BYOH, not yet. bring your now, own Some heroin. places do get provide. Uh, some places around the world where they have sites already uh-huh. uh, do provide the, the needles, the clean needles, and the, they have nurses there, and you can watch out just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but according to this, there's 22,000 intravenous drug users in San Francisco. Many of whom openly inject in public areas across the city, mm-hmm. and you can't have that. I mean, you can't stop people from shooting up, but you just want them so you don't have to see them. Right. Let's open up a building. <laughs> right, right, okay. Let's open up a building and let us shoot up safely. Okay? Mm-hmm. The operators of the first two facilities will be chosen from the list. Um, this, this is important to remember that funding for the facilities will initially come from the private sector. I love that we threw in initially mm-hmm. from the private sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, this helps the city avoid liability issues since intravenous drug use is against uh, state and federal law. So they're trying to pass a law now where uh, you know they can still do it, and it, you can't be in trouble from the state or the federal mm-hmm. uh, law. But uh, as of right now, uh, just go ahead, you know, take your chances, mm-hmm. see what happens, see if the feds leave you alone. Nice. Uh, the state will leave you alone. Okay. It's just kind of the Obama plan, right? Yeah. The state will leave you alone, but you know, good luck. There's over 120 of these around the world. Think of that. A places where Canada, you go and Europe, and Australia. Heroin? You show up, you check in, use your drugs, hang out for a while, interact with the staff, then go on the way. So the staff is there just to make sure you don't OD? Uh, do they do that? I mean, do they help you with that? If you do, stuff? if you OD, yeah. If you OD, they're there to help you well, yeah, bring but you back. Do they help you not OD? So that, it, like, do they suggest maybe that's too much heroin there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> How much you putting in that spoon? I don't. Don't freaking worry about it. I, so I tell them. I, I mean, I don't even know how you get into that. How do you get involved with that? That's crazy. It's crazy. Right? It's crazy. It's right? horrifying. Kind of freak would be involved with that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's for the children. <laughs> <laughs> now they, according to them, now they say mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, look, it wouldn't be the first time that San Francisco has prioritized, this is important, mm-hmm. prioritized health, safety, and well-being of residents over state or federal law. So, hmm. okay, all right, so the hell with right. you. Yeah. We're taking care of the people. Okay. You don't need law. Mm-hmm. And they've taken a poll of 500 people. Mm-hmm. So 67% say, yeah, you know, it's a good idea. Wow. 67%. Of the 500 people that they pulled, yeah. All right. I mean, that's, that's amazing. It is. Chewing the fat with Jeffy. 888 Cosmo hurts kids. Mission is to keep pornography out of the hands of children under 18. Uh, Victoria Hurst, whose family actually publishes Cosmopolitan magazine, believes that Cosmo contains pornography. And when you see the, even just, and when you see the cover of it, you know it does. Uh, you look at the articles inside, it's it's despicable. So if you believe, like Victoria does, and like I do, that that maybe you should keep uh, pornography out of the hands of children under 18, then you need to go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. They're not trying to drive Cosmo out of business or censor their magazine. They're just trying to have the state's material, harmful to minors' laws, applied to Cosmo. That way, you can't sell the magazine to kids under 18 just like other forms of pornography all the stuff that jeffy reads at home it's the kids wouldn't be able to get victoria believes we all need to take a stand against pornography and i do too so 
Go to go visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm just looking at uh, some of the reasons that Coke and Pepsi are identifying for why soda uh, sales were down last year Hmm. by quite a bit. I think it was 16%, something like that. Uh, And they cite a cooler summer across the globe. Cooler summers. (laughs) What? What kind of global warming deniers? Yeah. Are you at Coke and Pepsi? Cooler summers. Got to tell the shareholders something, right? <laughs> you believe that? I, oh, boy. Cooler summers, and they're admitting it. Uh, which, uh, I'll bet you the Al Gores of the world are just pissed right now that they would dare say something like that. But apparently, uh, they're down globally, and so they're trying to get into all these other avenues of of drinks like just water actually and soda and uh sparkling water and fruit juices and all kinds of things to try to make up for the fact that people are drinking less soda because it's not just the cooler summers it's also the fact that we're being inundated with healthy choice nonsense and it's probably not nonsense i mean you know it's probably not the best thing to drink sodas all day but if you drink a soda or two a day whatever mean, at a dozen a day, like like Stu does. Yeah, I don't know. It might not be the. Best and that's thing a conservative estimate with Stu. A dozen. <laughs> yeah, a day. it is. It's probably more like fifteen, actually. <laughs> uh, but if you want to drink soda, drink soda. Which is the new Coke campaign, by the way, for for their Diet Coke. Have you seen that? No. No, I, I like Coke, uh, so I'm going to keep drinking it, kind of things. Okay. I, a bizarre campaign. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. You know, with all the uh, nightmarish things we talk about every day, how do we fix it? Hmm. Go to Mars? Call us with your suggestion, actually. Go to Mars. Uh, that's Elon Musk's fix, right? And that's why he's trying so hard uh, to get a Mars program going because he believes we're eventually going to have to leave this planet mm. for Mars. And Mars is the closest place where you could actually, uh, it, you could at least land on the surface and you could exist there for a little while. Uh, Venus, probably not. Uh, and you go further out into the solar system, you can't exist on those gaseous planets. Uh, so <laughs> sorry, I'm. Well, I know old. what you're doing. I know. Uh, so 
anyway, that's why that's why they're doing that. Huh. But what is the actual solution if we just stay here and deal with our problems? Mm. We talk about it every day. We talk about the problems a million times. We suggest certain things. What is it you feel we need to do to uh, to find solutions to the political correctness, to the uh, decay in our in our moral fiber? To the fact that not even Republicans care about the budget anymore. They couldn't care less. And thus, we've got a $1.5 trillion infrastructure package being uh, developed and planned for right now. After we already had a $787 billion infrastructure package in the stimulus bill just a few years ago. What happened to all that? That was supposed to fix our infrastructure. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you got thoughts on that, also the Department of Education will no longer consider complaints by transgender to students of unequal bathroom access as part of their jurisdiction. Hmm. Good. The Department of Education spokesperson Liz Hill said that they don't consider transgender complaints as falling under the Title IX federal civil civil rights law. Title IX prohibits discrimination. On the basis of sex, not gender identity, she said. Where students, including transgender students, are penalized or harassed for failing to conform to sex-based stereotypes, that's sex discrimination prohibited by Title IX. In the case of bathrooms, however, long-standing regulations provide that separating facilities on the basis of sex is not a form of discrimination prohibited by Title IX. You might remember Obama got into this mess. And uh, started trying to dictate to school districts what they had to do. And they, they were supposed to allow them to go into the bathroom of their choice, right? If they identified as a female, they could go into the female bathroom. That's not a recipe for disaster at all. <laughs> not at all. Ugh. My youngest daughter is now going to a uh, community college. And her <clears throat> professor in English oh, no. is super liberal and talks about it. <clears throat> Almost every class. And uh, and his point to, to the class was that uh, it was ridiculous to think. Because somebody in the class actually said, Hey, what about a male who pretends to identify as a female and just goes in there because he's a pervert? Thought that was the most ridiculous thing he'd ever heard. Couldn't consider the possibility. What? Like, we don't have perverts in the society who would take advantage of that? Yeah, we know people. You're talking about it. It's happened. That's happened to... It has happened already. Uh, But these these ludicrous progressives are so ridiculous that they they can't even consider the possibility. We're not even talking about the transgenders themselves. We're talking about the people preying on women. Acting as if they're transgendered or gender identity curious or fluid or whatever. Identifying as a woman when they don't at all. But you've opened up that possibility for them. Also, uh, police arrested a man dubbed the Obit Bandit, as in obituary bandit, after he allegedly broke into several homes while the residents there were attending funerals of loved ones. There's a special place in South Hell. Oh, or that guy. South Hill. I'm, I'm believing, yes. Hmm. 
Yeah, the in the hottest part of self hell. It's closer to the furnace. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a little bit hotter, a little bit nastier. Mm. You know, the neighborhood's a little more run down, even than North Hell is. Would you say that South Hell is worse than the mean streets of Helena? Of Helena, I'd say it's about the same, probably. <laughs> yeah, okay. probably about the same. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, since Donald Trump has taken over, ICE arrests have skyrocketed, huh? Rising to a three-year high. Uh-huh. In fiscal year 2017, ICE made 140, 143,470 arrests, 30% increase from the year before. Um, and you might attribute that to Donald Trump being in office. I don't know. <laughs> the biggest arrest increases happened in Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, and uh, ICE's St. Paul field office, which covers the upper Midwest. <laughs> the St. St. Paul, Minnesota? Wait, that's where the biggest ICE deportations are? Is that what you said? Yeah, Florida, yeah. Texas, Oklahoma, and St. Paul. Oh, yeah, that's a big uh, hot... And I'm serious, that's a big uh, hot... Canadians? For, no, no, for uh, like really bad folks from uh, like Somalia. Oh, from, yeah, and, like other than Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Middle Easterns. Yeah. That, uh, that, for people. Yeah, it's changing up there. Uh, the Dallas area saw the most arrests. Well, that's good to know. 16,520 just around here in the DFW. Good. Uh, that's great. And that's why the traffic's starting to thin out a little bit. So <laughs> I mean, it's one of the benefits that right. unforeseen. Well, on the day when they say, you know, the uh, we're going we're gonna to do the day without immigrants thing. They do that like once a year to protest the fact that we don't have a DACA plan yet. And they do the day without immigrants to show us just how bad it would be. And what it does is open up the freeways a little bit. <laughs> That's true. It makes traffic a little less congested. It's easier to get into the Home Depot parking lot on those mm-hmm. days, too. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's go to Don in Georgia. Don, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. What do you say? Hey. Hey, uh, I want to make a comment on uh, the two lists you had. First, the Democratic uh, candidates. Did you mention uh, Joseph Kennedy, the young Kennedy? No, he wasn't on the list, actually. That's a I good think one, though. someday he will be. Yeah, I think you're probably right. wipe his mouth first. <laughs> <laughs> and on the uh, conservative uh, Republicans in Hollywood, I thought Mel Gibson should have been on there long before a lot of those guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, uh, yeah Mel's, Mel's a pretty long-time solid conservative. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Don. I, I don't know if they... I think they're talking about the most influential, though, and I think he lost some influence when he did the drunken rants that he did about Jews and stuff. That kind of hurt him. Uh, I think he's recovering from that now, but for a long time, uh, he wasn't getting hired and nobody was listening to him. <laughs> so that might be why he was he was listed lower. Uh, Jason in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, this, uh, this is you guys. Good morning. Yeah. Hey. Oh, this is Jason from Alaska. Mm. Hi. Oh, okay. Not Arkansas, Alaska. Welcome. Hey, um, uh, my buddy and I were talking this morning, and we were talking about the DACA and the immigrants that are coming in, and you know the one point five, one point eight, two million, however many that are going to be made legal. Yeah. You would think that the Democrats would want 
a wall to protect these new incoming citizens, you know, because they're going to spend the next 10 years, uh, maybe five without the, uh, the rights to vote and, you know, 12, you know, to, or five to not get any benefits and 12 to vote or something like that, or 10 to vote. You would think that the Democrats would want to want to protect these new incoming citizens that are going to have to really, really work really hard for the next 10 years to do that, you know, and, and, and if they mm-hmm. don't put up the wall, the, the, the communities that are going to be impacted the most are the coming across the border still, the drugs and the gangs and everything. You would think that, that they would be all for protecting these new, beautiful, incoming families and citizens. I told, I told uh, uh, what's the name, that uh, m- my grandparents were immigrants, and all of their children became like, you know, geologists and, and teachers and scientists, you know, and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. but the one thing that I do remember growing up is that it was hard for them to live in the neighborhoods where there was the stuff going on all the time, helicopters flying over and, and doors getting kicked in and stuff like that because they couldn't contain the element while these families were really trying to put their kids through education and struggle, you know, and feed their families, right? Mm-hmm. You would think that the Democrats would stop with all this stupid game and want to protect these people as they come in, right? You would think so, except for the fact that they don't really care about the people. They, they don't care about them at all. And that's why they don't worry about protecting them. All they want is for them to cast their ballot in uh, for, for them. That's all they want. They Appreciate the call, Jason. <laughs> they just want these people to believe that they're on their side so that they will vote for them and keep them in office in perpetuity. Yeah, and the more legitimate votes they can get that way, then the less difficult it is for them to work at their voter fraud during every election <laughs> cycle. Yeah, they don't have to use as many dead people. Right, don't right? have to stuff as many ballots, uh, yeah. boxes. and uh, Makes it a lot easier actual for them. Votes in there. Yeah, if they can actually have actual people voting rather than dead people, uh, it does make it a little bit easier little, for them. A little bit easier on election night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that's what it's about. And I, you, you know, you, you forget sometimes the Democrats, while they pretend and they play a good game about how much they care about minorities, <laughs> about the plight of African-Americans and our Hispanic friends, mm-hmm. they care about them so deeply. They just ache for them. Ache. They ache. It's good. They wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats, <laughs> thinking, oh, my gosh, there's a lot of people living in these shadows. I've got to help them. They couldn't care less. They don't give a rat's anus about them. What they care about is, are you going to vote for me when I make you a U.S. citizen? And if you don't, I'm turning my back on you, just like I turn my back on the African-Americans. <laughs> and I'll pretend like I'm going to support you, but I'm not really going to. And I'll help your families break up just like I help the other minorities' families break up by taking care of them a little too much with government intervention. Hmm. So that's that's your Democrat Party. Yeah, I right think there. Uh, I think you opened the segment. Uh, I believe Mars still the best option. There you go. As to where how we're going to fix this. Thank you, Elon Musk. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, if you're not properly taking care of your filters. In your home, then you're not breathing healthy air. It's just a fact. So you might find yourself with no heat and thousands of dollars worth of repairs, or you just might find yourself with, you know, increased allergy aggravation, getting sick all the time. But there's a better way to go, and that's filterby.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Filterby.com carries over 600 Different filter sizes, 
And then if you got some kind of unusual size, they'll even custom make one for you. And then they ship them free to your home within 24 hours. Not None of this five working days or seven working days. It's within 24 hours. And all of their products are manufactured right here in America. It's a great American company. They have a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. So they definitely clean out the pollen and mold and dust in your home. And when you... Uh, Set up auto delivery. You'll save 5%, and then you never have to worry about, well, gee, is it time to change the filters again? Because they show up at your door, and then you know. Mm-hmm. So save money, save your time, and just breathe better. Be a lot healthier in your home. Protect your family. Filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Uh-huh. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Vice has documented a black only retreat for African American women who need an escape, of course, from white people. Who doesn't? <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't even call this racist. Don't even start with me on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't even start with your nonsense about this being racist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'm going to speak just for myself. We're going to show you a racist in a minute, but this isn't it. That's not it? This is not it. No. Okay, here's here's a look okay. at, uh, at the Vice. I, I think this is like a documentary on, on this retreat. Okay. Take a look at it. Alexis Bromley is from Nebraska. She needed a break from white people. In Omaha, oh, sure. it's very segregated. Sure. It's um, It can be very isolating if you're a person of color. It's yeah. hard in Nebraska because it's a red state. And so you just don't know who you interact with on a daily basis. Right. If they believe that you're lesser, if you're inferior, and how that in turn can affect me. She says the current political climate has only made these feelings worse. So she decided to go on a women of color healing retreat in Costa Rica. The idea is simple. For 10 days, black women come together to eat Uh vegan food, (laughs) meditate, do yoga, and to discuss the frustrations of being black in America. The idea of black women reclaiming control over their own mind, body, and spirit is Mm -hmm. exactly what's needed to survive in a system that constantly tells us that our wellness isn't important. We stop Uh taking care of ourselves because we were taught you don't matter. Uh, When we're really, who taught you that? Uh Because I don't know anybody who's teaching that the black wellness doesn't matter. Hey, by the way, in all our school systems, they're teaching, uh, this is the first thing they're taught. You know what? Black wellness doesn't matter. Yeah, that's day one. <laughs> what are you talking about? Shut up. Don't you start telling me that's racist, though, because that's <laughs> not. No. Okay? They're just going to a black-only retreat because they need to escape from white people for a while. Mm-hmm. Especially this woman in Omaha, Nebraska. Do you know who lives there? Boy. Republicans. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know if they're if they're white supremacists or not. Well, the fact they vote Republican answers that question. Sure does. <sighs> Believe you me. It sure does. And by the way, just just so you know, uh, Omaha where you live 
Mm-hmm. Not red. Nice try. They have uh, they have electoral votes that are individual to the uh, area there, uh-huh. and they go for Obama. So uh, did they really shut up? At least in 08. Omaha and I think, win Obama, and I think in 2012 as well. <laughs> so shut up, you. Oh man. Uh, but here's something that's racist. This is an Asian woman in in Los Angeles mm. uh, being yelled at by a Trump supporter. So if this it's a is. Trump supporter. You know this is racism. What you just saw, that had nothing to do <laughs> with racism. Just because these black people want to get away from white people for a while, that's just that just common sense. That's all that is. Right. We all can identify with we that attitude. We can all identify with that. And here's here's an example no, of racism. This guy. Yeah, this, this person is racist. <laughs> right here. Yelling at an Asian woman mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Asking me if I speak no, English and if I'm American? Get the out of my face. You're the fun f- that's f- stupid. F- you. Go, go back to Asia. Go back to Asia. Go to you. your Trump, God bless Trump. We're going to nuke you guys. F- you. Oh, man. You. F- you. You're ugly and you have a flat face and an ugly nose. Oh, good flat golly. Flat face and an ugly then nose. Then why are you talking to me? Fat then face. Then why the f- are you nose. talking to me? Flat face and ugly nose. And guess what? You guys have small dicks. Oh, f- <laughs> that. In the- this guy. What is that? So this guy. I mean, that is obviously racism. Oh, absolutely. He just um, comes up to this lady and just starts giving her that. And so she pulls out her phone. Is that where it started, though? Or did she say something to set this off that well, we don't see? No, she, I, she, okay. I mean, fair enough point. But, mm. uh, you know, you've got uh, the Still, folks coming up afterward. nothing makes that okay. Yeah, they, they come up afterward. I guess this actor recognized <sighs> him. And uh, he's like, yeah, we know about this guy. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, they go to the same gym. That's where he recognized him. Oh, and then the gym banned him, right? Well, not yet that, that oh, we can didn't? find. But uh, so here's what happened. That video goes viral. Yeah. An actor there in L.A. who uses the same gym as that racist ranter guy says, hey, we, I recognize him. He's the jerk that goes, you know, we're familiar with him at the gym that's right around the corner from when that video is shot. Mm-hmm. He goes, the actor goes to the gym and says, you got to ban this guy. This guy is trouble. And, um, and the last I heard is the gym, I guess, is still deciding if they're, they're deciding. Ban him. Yeah. Interesting. And, and that brings up an interesting question. Yes. For something that didn't happen at the gym, mm-hmm. should the guy be banned for this racist rant? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the gym, just because this guy did what he did. Does that mean he can't work out at your place? And and you, it's your business. Mm-hmm. You should be able to decide. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want him here. I think so. And I think you can apply this in so many areas. But I, you can't though, really. You sh- you're not allowed to, you, I guess. Because this guy is white, you could. <laughs> yeah. If this guy was black, here we go. you couldn't. Yep. So what do you think about 888 This guy who said all of this... To the Asian woman, and it's obviously ugly, and it's obviously racist. Uh, he starts by asking her, do you speak English? Are you American? She says yes. Uh, then he starts ranting and raving, uh, F you, go back to Asia. Wow. Um, yeah. Let's nuke you. Trump, God bless Trump, we're going to nuke you guys. Who? All of Asia? I guess America, uh, since she's an American. America is going to nuke uh, Asia? <laughs> All of Asia. We're All just going to start bombing the entire continent. Yep. Good luck with that. 
Yeah. And, then he says you're yeah. ugly and you have uh -huh. a flat face yeah, and an ugly nose. He's a winner. Uh, then uh, what you don't see is that after she stopped filming, the man was punched in the face by one of the two guys who exchanged looks with her on the subway. Immediate street justice, oh, she yeah. said. Yeah, because he started yelling at her on the subway. That's right. The person who punched him was black, said, get back in your cage. <laughs> oh, he... Oh, my gosh. So... Is this the... Uh, the black guy said that. Yeah, to the you guy get back in the cage, you're all the same. Was that said by the by the black guy? I thought, yeah. I think he was talking about the racist guy. So, right. so the question is, should the private business... Should a private business Be ban this guy from the gym because that's what they're and, trying to do? And to I would say absolutely, they should be able to do that. They're a private business. Now, um, don't try to tell that to a uh, a baker, yeah, who who isn't allowed to serve who they may want to. Uh, but this got Rand Paul in trouble when he first ran for office. I think someone on the campaign trail asked him, hey... About should, the Civil Rights Act, right? Well, yeah, something like, yeah, was? should businesses uh, be allowed to discriminate against black people? And he said, yeah, I think private business should be able to allow, uh, allowed to uh, serve who they want to. And that got him all sorts of trouble. Yeah, it did. But, you know... It's a libertarian point of view, it though. It is, and It's look, like, let the free market take care of it. And if I if, find if, out... If a business starts banning yeah. black people, then people are going to stop going there. I'm not going there, even yeah. if I'm not banned. And, and they'll be run out of business. Exactly. That's called the free market. So, um, I think that... Uh, I think that this gym has every right to do that, obviously. So, this guy drove to the gym, this actor... And urged the assistant manager there to terminate this racist guy's membership at the gym. He returned again the following day, uh, speaking to the manager again, urging the same thing. If these racists want to come out of the woodwork and be so ballsy, mm -hmm. they have to suffer the consequences, he said. It's a 24-hour fitness, and they didn't immediately respond. Um, so we don't know if the guy's been banned or not, but should he be? It's really interesting because a lot of school districts are getting involved in this kind of stuff too and kicking kids out of school for things that they do on Facebook. What does that have to do with school activity? Nothing, nothing. Uh, but if they say something they don't like about a teacher or whatever on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, the kids are getting expelled now for doing that. Which is also kind of interesting. And, and probably a little bit problematic. But I think we're going to have to decide. Uh, you know, can people who are racist not have jobs? Can they not go to school? Because there's a pretty good portion of the population who would say, no, they can't have jobs. And no, they can't go to school. They can't support themselves. They can't feed their families. If they're going to be racist, then good luck trying to survive. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Blaze Radio Network.
Garrett Gray. Ah, uh, that's me. And uh, welcome to it. 888 We're just looking at uh, uh, the short track speed skating. It's <laughs> yeah. just a wild, the team event. It's a wild event. You got like 800 people out on the ice and they're <laughs> coming in and out and going around and around and around. Uh-huh. There's four teams and then other guys jump in and mm. take over. <laughs> and right now we're uh, the U.S. team is uh, we're fourth. Okay, is but that that's good? out of but that's out of four teams. So wait, we're fourth. We got out of that four? going. Well, yeah, we're the highest not, number. But we could be like if we were like seventh out of four. No, that doesn't. That know. would be really bad. But if four is the so highest we're only number. fourth out of the four teams involved. It looks like they're done racing. And they're we done finished. racing, and we finished third. Hey, we finished third. Yeah, I don't think we moved on to the next round. I think only the top oh. two. Yeah, the yeah, American guy. He's not happy. The coach uh, yeah. is not happy. Like he's got a he he almost he almost took his cap off. Must be nice to wear this and uh-huh. threw it down on the ground, almost like Steve Spurrier. He was getting yeah, ready he to just slam yes. it down. Yes, he did. Uh, Boy, so we were bad since uh, Yoko Ono. Mm-hmm. No, it was <laughs> Apollo Ono. <laughs> okay, I want the memes of Yoko Ono speed skating. Go hashtag tell Pat. <laughs> since uh, since Yoko Ono and uh, her brother uh, Apollo Ono. <laughs> aren't involved in this anymore okay. looks like we suck in this now yeah right boy. but he's turned into a good announcer though yeah he is Apollo Ono. yeah he's been fun to to listen to he's a commentator now for for uh for the broadcast which mm-hmm. is uh which is cool and and he's actually getting sponsorships now which he kind of didn't when he was in athlete uh, he was on a wheaties box right was I he I, I do was remember he? that yeah. okay but anyhow um anyway i mean they 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 fared better than our uh Mixed doubles curling team did. Yeah, they, they didn't place either. They finished with a record of two and five. They didn't run place or show. Or finish fourth, <laughs> <laughs> for that matter. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know what to... Re- I'm not sure what the expectations were heading into the Winter Games. Whether or not we were supposed to do really well. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of sad. E- even though, yes, we're not a winter country. I've made that statement multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> There's 320 million of us. You would think somebody is better than the freaking Norwegians. Wait a minute. Somebody is better than one of the 5 million Norwegians. Mm-hmm. Well, we outnumber them by uh, a lot. <laughs> now, listen, I couldn't do the math very quick. Yeah, enough. that's, that's I impossible. I couldn't do the math. math it's impossible. Hard. Yeah, we're... Nobody knows what 5 million divided by. Th- 320 million right. divided by 5 million is. Not Nobody knows there. what that is. Yeah, but look, we're fifth right now, and for not being a winter country, right? We're punching above our weight. No, listen, listen. I don't think it's possible for us to punch above our weight. We weigh a lot. Listen, listen, listen. I was racking my brain last night. I was Googling my heart out, and I, I was like, I know that it was a Mexican guy who was forever at the finish line of cross country, the 88 Calgary Games, and I, I couldn't find a YouTube video of it. But I did find the results, which I hold here in my hands, okay? Okay. I screenshotted it. In dead last of the results, Roberto Alvarez of Mexico, he finished almost exactly one hour after the other 60 participants in this cross-country race. Wow. And uh, so there's a... The only Mexican ever in it? I guess. I don't know. See, Mexico's uh, not a winter country either. No. But finishing dead last an hour behind the rest of the guys, that's not punching above your weight either. That's not, pu- that's that's not even getting into the ring. That's not punching above your weight. No. <laughs> so, 
Uh, anyway. yeah, we're, we're 64 times the size of Norway. 64 times the size. We've got 64 people for every one Norwegian. Out of those people, we can't find a couple guys who can, I don't know, race walk better than they can or cross-country ski better than or I got ski a solution. and shoot nope. and whatever. I got a solution. I saw the white dude skating for China. Okay, he went over yeah. there. Remember, he filed for citizenship three years ago, mm-hmm. and he's skating for them right now. Yeah. Why don't we trade? Why don't we trade athletes where we have like a, an mm-hmm. excess number of athletes in whatever given sport for Norwegian athletes that couldn't cut it over there? They come compete for us. I like that. Okay. Because we got guys that compete for every other country on earth. Mm-hmm. We seriously do. Uh, we've got Americans competing for Korea. We've got Americans competing for China. We've got Americans competing everywhere else but America. So why not some Norwegians competing for us? Why not? And and as, why not? as we learned from Katie Couric, there's so many people over in the Netherlands that are skating on the frozen canals. All right. That surely yeah. could put that talent to use for our teams. That's for sure. Uh, there's a glut there as well, I'm sure. We could trade some of our singers since they don't have very good singers over there, apparently. Because I Did you see that? opening ceremony thing Ooh, that was rough with the uh korean pop star singing imagine first of all what a <laughs> terrible choice imagine yes. by john lennon but so perfect it for comes, this world it is it is because it comes directly from the communist manifesto <sighs> imagine there's no heaven <sighs> it's easy if you try no hell below us above us only sky meaning no god isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little atheism Let's there. Let's see what he did there. Imagine all the people living for today. Well, you wouldn't have to worry about the future and being good to anybody then. You just live for today. So whatever feels good today, just do that. Then imagine there's no countries. Yeah, it isn't hard to do. Then there'd be nothing to kill mm-hmm. or die for. Or have to compete in these Olympic games. Either. And no religion, too. Mm. More atheism. And... Uh, borderless areas that aren't <laughs> sovereign nations. That's wonderful. It's a one-world government we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Now, you may say I'm a dreamer, but no, I'm not the only one. Karl Marx was, too. Mm-hmm. Friedrich Engels was, as well. Mm. And I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. Imagine, and here we go, no possessions. Okay. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger. It's a brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing all the world, and that's exactly what would happen under communist rule. (laughs) Exactly what would happen. Yes, of course. (laughs) Uh, Lenin actually admitted that this is essentially communism, and he was amazed that it was such a big hit in America, uh, despite the fact that it was... Essentially, the Communist Manifesto. Mm. And then, uh, here's what was beautiful, is the way they they sang it at the opening ceremonies. Beautifully, beautifully done by the pop stars. I guess K-pop is a big thing. Are you aware of that? I'm not aware Anybody of know much. about K-pop? Korean pop. It's apparently huge, even here. And here are some of the K-pop singers. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. Imagine Right? Not beautiful? That's so not beautiful. No hell below us. And above us only sky. 
Okay, I mean atrocious. <laughs> I mean that's really, really bad. That's worse than me in the shower <laughs> singing. Really, really bad. Uh, but then they did some other cool things. I mentioned uh, that they did the drone thing. Yeah, that was cool. I saw that. Did you I see went that? Back and looked. Yeah, that was really. Now, cool. do you think that they did they compile that later? No, because I did they edit yeah, that. because it looked like it was over like a. It ski looks slope. like it happened super so, fast. So I, I do think it was made sure it was perfect. They taped it and then they just yeah, ran it had to it. be taped yeah. because who was it? Was it Katie Couric? She was saying it's impressive for the people at home, confusing to the people in the stadium. So I don't think the people mm. in the stadium saw what we saw. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe, did they not so, play it on the big board or something? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so if you're looking up in the sky, and those drones are forming the big, <clears throat> the giant uh, uh, ska- skater, not skater, but... uh yeah, birds and stuff, right? You know, snowboarder. Oh, I see. It was a snowboarder. Mm-hmm. And and so I don't think the people in the stadium could see that. Is that right? And And they had to edit it to make it look right. And then... Like, almost immediately, it went from a snowboarder in the sky to the Olympic rings. Did you see that transformation? That part I did not see. Because that was impressive, too. And I thought, wow, if they, can they really do it that quickly? Where everything goes, boom, right into place. That's incredible. I, I don't think so. I don't know. Hmm. Well, But imagine, though, if we had no religion. Uh, you could do that. Kind yeah, of we're stuff. there. We're pretty much there. right. Mm-hmm. You, and if you uh, if you had no countries to worry about, then everything would be peaceful and, and beautiful. Yeah, no one would be fighting. I mean, because no turn in fighting. all your weapons and all no your missiles kidding. and stuff. No killing. No fighting. Mm-mm. No wars. Friends. We'd just be. We'd all be peaceful and we'd all be friends forever. Yeah, we'd all be a brother. May I dare say it? A brotherhood of man. International BFFs. Imagine it. Imagine it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Then you wouldn't have these U.S. Uh, jets destroying battle tanks in Syria that are Russian made, like we just did. First of all, we we killed over a hundred Russian troops, somewhere between a hundred and six hundred. I mean, the reports vary, but we also destroyed a bunch of tanks. Uh, and it, this has not apparently escalated things in Russia. So I tend to believe that uh, the Russian hierarchy was detached from what this unit did. They attacked a U.S. base in Syria, got their, got their butts kicked quite severely. Mm-hmm. And Russia is saying, yeah, we didn't order them to attack you. So, so that's probably a good thing because that would really uh, escalate a war between us and, and Russia, which would not be a good thing. Uh, I'm not in favor of that. Yeah, there's not a scenario where that is a good thing. <laughs> no, there's, there's really not. Huh. Uh, also, the other thing I wanted to get to uh, before it gets too late here is Senator Ted Cruz. Just so you know, he's coming up for re-election this year. In fact, the primary, and he's running against four Republicans who are primarying him. Uh, so the primary is in March, right? I think it's in March or April. March 6th. March yeah, 6th. okay. So it's coming right up. And the Democrat is supposedly out fundraising him in certain quarters. So anyway, Ted Cruz was the only senator to oppose uh, the immigration fight on the Senate floor because they're trying to get this DACA thing jammed down our throats. And Ted Cruz was the only person to to vote against it. Uh, They voted 97 to 1 to end the debate. 
on whether or not to take up the House passed bill and use it as a vehicle for the Senate's debate. Cruz is the only one to say, no, let's not do that because the, the bill sucks. This is not the way we need to go. We don't need a path to citizenship for the DACA people. For 1.8 million or 3.6 million or however million, many million you're trying to jam down our throats, no. And he, he lost big time. It was the only one. Yep. Still like to get him on the air, but I think he's still smarting from that unbelievable foosball uh, loss he took. Beat down. You gave him a beat, beat down. Thank you. And now thank he's going to be down is the word. washing his hair till the end of time. I, I don't know. <laughs> Not able to join us now. Kind of sad. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three uh, ninety three. You know, I'm sure you're already aware because um, you've no doubt been at Mercury One on the website before, and you've seen our journey with the Nazarene Fund. Uh, initially, it seems like when this came up, we were trying to save a, a few hundred Christians. Uh, from ISIS and uh, and the the scourge of what was happening in the Middle East, and our goal was to raise a million dollars. We wound up raising twenty million, and we're able to save ten, literally tens of thousands of people. Now, the Center for the Study of Global Christianity estimates that between two thousand five and two thousand fifteen, nine hundred thousand Christians were martyred. Good golly, nine hundred. That's you're talking about almost a million people, and nobody's talking about this. The Christian population of Iraq alone <clears throat> plunged from one and a half million in 2003 to 275,000. Now, some of those have obviously left Iraq, but many of them have been killed. So this year, the Save the Persecuted Christians Coalition was started to help bring more public awareness about the plight of Christians in the Middle East, in Africa, and Asia. And all over, all over the world. It's just something that nobody's talking about. So Mercury One and the Nazarene Fund are supporting this coalition. You can help us bring awareness to your communities by sharing information at your local church, your synagogue, or other business or institutions with your congregants and visitors interested in learning how they can do something to help save the persecuted Christians. Uh, so the, there's materials including, among other things, links to the web pages and other resources of coalition members actively assisting Christians in various ways and invitations to join them. You can also directly support the Nazarene Fund in uh, the efforts to liberate the captive, to free the enslaved, and to rescue, rebuild, and restore the lives of Christians and other persecuted religious and ethnic minorities wherever and, and whenever they need. So if you'd like to help directly, you can go to the Nazarenefund.org and make a donation. 
and we appreciate anything uh, you can do to help out there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, I'm told. Oh yeah, that this Swiss freestyle skier Fabian Bosch mm-hmm. is a it has a there's a cool video. I, I don't even understand what this is. Has ridiculous escalator style. Oh yeah. What is that? You just watch the video. All right, here we here we go. See, We're look, about look to at him. See, he reaches out. up there. He's reaching. Okay. He reaches up, uh-huh. and he just rides it up the top there, just dangling off the side, uh, all the way up. Don't try that at home, kids. That's awesome. Well, if you have an escalator in your home, that'd be pretty cool. And then he gets to the top just fine, and he's on his way pretty smooth. Oh, that's weird. I like it. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Again, don't... Don't try that. Well, don't try it at the mall, kids, because you probably don't have an escalator in your house. Yeah, I mean, who, who among us doesn't have If you have do, an invite us over because I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the escalator at your house. Um, also, it's always fun when Kellyanne Conway debates anybody on television because she never makes any sense. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, she makes the worst excuses for all of these faux pas. Anyway, here she is telling Jake Tapper she has no reason not to believe the accusers of Rob Porter and David Sorensen. Here's Kellyanne Conway. When the president is saying, talking about due process, he's right in this way. We are a country of laws. There is due process. That's absolutely correct. But mm-hmm. we as individuals have a duty to assess every everybody on a case-by-case basis. And Mm -hmm. in this case, you have contemporaneous police reports. You have women speaking to the FBI under threat of perjury. You have police reports. You have photographs. And when you look at all of that pulled together, you realize Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Rob Porter did the right thing by resigning. It sounds like you believe the women. I I have no reason not to believe the women. And a week ago, I had no reason to believe that 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 had ever happened. Mm. Interesting. It's a tough situation because... Uh, they're up against it now. It, it, supposedly, they've known that this is possible for a long time. And then they did the investigation, found a bunch of evidence, and and dismissed him that day. But still, he hasn't had a day in court. So you still got somebody uh, being dismissed and losing their job over the allegation. Then you got to defend that. And you have to defend not firing him a long time ago. And it's just a mess. There's no, there, it's a no-win situation for him. Really sucks that this happened, um, and obviously it sucks for his victims. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. But what I love there is she actually sneaked in the word contemporaneous, which is a new thing that you mm. must say. I think in just about every interview. Oh, I thought you were going to say she said the word duty. No, I didn't notice. Did she also say that? Yeah, she said duty. Okay, but she. But contemporaneous is like the word of the year now. Is it really? You remember when contemporaneous was the description of the notes, the copious contemporaneous notes mm. that Comey took? Mr. Woolsey told several people contemporaneous, and I've spoken with them, and they've... There are contemporaneous notes that would back up. <laughs> there was other contemporaneous notes. Right. We're just talking about <laughs> contemporaneous yeah. issues. Contemporaneous. Uh, if the FBI is still doing one, contemporaneous with anything they're doing, <laughs> but I don't think we can afford... I'd have a discussion contemporaneous. They're uh-huh. going to have a hard time proving it because they didn't catch him <laughs> contemporaneous. That having oh. these type of contemporaneous memos... And we have Director <laughs> Comey's contemporaneous notes. They're called 302s. Yeah, sure. Contemporaneous memos. Bob Mueller 
kept his contemporaneous notes. Contemporaneous the, notes of those conversations. What do Comey's contemporaneous, contemporaneous memos yeah. say? Okay. Which is a I nod, um, again, to how powerful contemporaneous... Those notes, <laughs> the contemporaneous notes. So were contemporaneous at the time. One reason why lawyers take contemporary notes is... Rely on a contemporaneous... <laughs> as close to a contemporaneous way. <laughs> where he has contemporaneous. made contemporaneous memos. How sure. contemporaneous is... Were contemporary, really contemporaneous. contemporaneous at the time. The FBI director kept... Mm -hmm. Contain me, contain, 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 contain contemporaneous. Con Sorry, there you God, go. There you go. Say that word. Contemporaneous. <laughs> gotta, isn't it fascinating, though, how everybody, no, yeah. you never hear the word contemporaneous. No. Nobody has said that word in 30 years. Yeah, you got to. You got to read a little closer on your uh, memo from the DNC right? before you go on air, sir. And then all of a sudden, contemporaneous is the only thing people can talk about. Yeah, Pat, I just want you to know that Pythagoras was contemporaneous with Buddha. <laughs> That's apparently the example sentence at uh, dictionary.com. Is it really? Yeah. Um, nice. Pythagoras, and this is something I didn't know. Pythagoras, <laughs> from, from the Pythagorean theorem, uh -huh. I assume. And Buddha were around the same contemporaneous time? Were, yes. Were they copious with each other? I or? don't know if they okay. were copious. All right. I, I will say that that, that <clears> smacks <throat> of the 2000 campaign where the word gravitas was used yeah. so much to talk about what Cheney brought to the ticket for Bush. Right. He brings right. a gravitas. certain gravitas. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Everybody they, gets together and decides, okay, we're going to call them contemporaneous notes. Okay. People don't know what that means, but it sounds really impressive. Contemporanea, six-syllable word. Yeah. It's going to be really impressive. Pat? Yeah. There's something that you'll need to direct your attention oh, to. Oh, yeah, there's some curling going on right now mm -hmm. on television. You're going to so watch it as soon as we're I'm done I'm going to ignore it and go to Barbara in Ohio. Oh, okay. Hey, Barbara, you're on The Blaze. Hi, um, Hi. I just wanted to talk about the fellow that they were going to throw him out of his gym because he was a racist. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we have to be careful of things like that because several years ago, my 14-year-old daughter was expelled from school because she had words at the mall with another 14-year-old girl about a boy. She went to school Monday morning. They didn't fight or get thrown out of the mall. They just had a, a verbal. Okay. She went to school. They, expelled, they suspended her for two weeks because the other girl's parents had evidently complained that it would make their daughter uneasy to have our daughter in the school. Oh, that's unbelievable. So she was suspended. At the end of the first week, we find out that the person that had complained, the other girl, was the principal's daughter. That mm. was never brought out before. Did you raise holy uh, hell I, over this incident, or did you oh, just... We ended up, well, uh, yeah, we went through a lot, and we ended up leaving the school district. We uh, yeah. her out of the school. I don't blame yeah, you. We, yeah. Because it was ridiculous. But what I'm saying is, yeah, you be know, careful. Right? That because think of how people could uh, hurt other people yeah. by saying, well, he's a racist. Like, we don't want him in the gym. Exactly. I and mean, that's how a lot of country clubs got in trouble years ago. Appreciate it, Barbara. Thanks. Be back again tomorrow uh, with more fun. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.